Brown, got my glasses, picked up some nice glasses in Las Vegas. We got Ashley Nicole Moss. Ashley, where are your glasses? You walked in wearing some beautiful Rick Owen shoes and some uh, beautiful Prada shirt. And also, what was the glasses that you were wearing, Ashley? They actually weren't, they weren't anything special. Oh. Um, I'm a big fan of high-low. Do you know what that is? Yes, I know what high-low is. You know what high-low is? I'm, I'm kind of... So Come on, Corey. I, I what think is I have it? an idea. I think I know. Like, I mean, you got the Prada shirt, and then uh -huh. you're saying maybe the brand. It doesn't need to be yeah, much so of a big brand. Yeah, so high-low is a, is is a term means? in the fashion industry where basically you mix high-end and low-end stuff. Okay, yeah, so it's not sense. all designer. It's not all high-priced items. So, for example, my leggings are low. Mm-hmm. Um, my glasses were low. They were only like 60 bucks. So, um, that might be high for some people. Look, no, but I mean, she's saying right? low. That's, that might be bucks. high for somebody. $60 <laughs> for a quality pair of sunglasses is actually not that high. I mean, compared to like designer sunglasses that can run you three, four, five hundred dollars that's considered low. Mm -hmm. um, they were from this girl, um, right, Desi. Put them on, let us see them. Right. You, you, you want to talk about her? I know the people want to see them love. too. Yeah. We got Corey in the cut. We're here on uh youtube streaming live also there's a lot of people that listen to us on the radio did you guys know that serious xm faction talk XM. channel 103 can we get a tight on ashley nicole moss and her glasses okay so these are my low glasses these were 60 bucks it's from this um brand called desi um and yeah they're just kind of those cool. are dope let's wear like them. Them. Let's, let's wear them for the next three minutes Okay, sure. Because people might look My at us and be like, y'all doing, doing, doing too much. Y'all doing too much. Y'all trying shades. to be cool. Look at this. I feel left out. <laughs> oh, we don't have any glasses feel, for Corey. I feel basic. I got to find some glasses. Not no, basic, right? yeah, I, feel, I feel basic. Look at this. <laughs> can, can I get a wide? I love this three box. Can we get a wide real quick? So we got a new um, digital board graphic here, right? Mm -hmm. So as you guys know, this is Paper Route. Um, our inspiration uh, comes from the 60s, the 70s, and you know, paper route. Back in the day, uh, little boys and girls, mainly little boys, used to have paper routes. At, you know, jump. You know, waking up five in the morning, six in the morning, and then delivering the local news. Right. So it's kind of a knock there, um, giving a nod to the past. Right. This is a new way of doing media. We're streaming live every single day, Monday through Thursday, on YouTube. Right. So there's other options out there. So I like this. You got Ashley Nicole Moss here. I like that picture, those dope pants that you had on. You I had told you Michael to go get Jordan a pair. and Kobe. Was this Michael and Kobe? It was Michael yep. and um, Kobe. And they do have shorts. I asked specifically for you. They said they do. And I sent you that promo so you can get some. So I'm going to tap sure. in. And then you got the supermodel right here. You got Corey. Look at this guy. Look at Corey. Look at Corey, this supermodel. Corey made the cut. Look at it. Corey made the <laughs> cut. Corey made the cut. <laughs> hey, listen, a big show. We're going to jump in. Um, you know, some... Wait, wait. We have to acknowledge yesterday I saw this board in okay. its original form, and I had to make some corrections because mm -hmm. um, I wasn't feeling the placement of certain things. <laughs> so behind my head used to be Jimmy Butler. There we go. <laughs> but now... It is rightfully, wait, wait, rightfully, why can't I? Oh, you did I, that? Did yeah, whatever, I can't point to it. But rightfully, it is Carmelo Anthony, who just announced his retirement, which was very um, emotional for me. It was Jimmy Butler. I love Jimmy Butler, big Jimmy Butler fan. Don't want him over my shoulder um, for two hours a day. Um, what else did I have changed on You put here? me right on your, your, your top right. No, you didn't, yeah, you, you were fine. Right yeah, I think you were right there. You were always there. Um, there was... Oh, had there was a um, what was it? Was it the Giants? Got to bump them out of here. <laughs> Cowboys are right there. Too. How about them Cowboys? So just had to make some 
slight tweaks to go mm -hmm. ahead and appeal to, to Ashley. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with the with the placements. I didn't know we could do now. that, so now I'm going to switch up the placement. You have Brandon me. Marshall and Aaron Rodgers behind you. That's I'm that's cool perfect with, for you. I'm cool with Angel. That was pretty dope. Uh, having Angel do her first uh, exclusive sit down, um, that was pretty big. So I'm cool with Angel being right behind my shoulder. That's that's a pretty cool one. And Aaron you also Rodgers have A-Rod and you and your Jets. Yep. Um, that's right. Ready to come out of retirement is the there caption. There, oh, that's what it says? Yeah, oh, look, Brandon playing? Marshall, ready to come out of retirement. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Anyways, there's a big show, Corey. So we, we're, sure. we're going to talk about uh, the Lakers. The Lakers got swept. That's a big deal. Just fascinating. Um, you said they were going to the finals. Huh? Can we can we, can we we hold that? Can we get back to that? Sure. So we're going to talk Lakers. LeBron James. Is LeBron James done? All right. And then you have some football. Aaron Rodgers showed up the OTAs. The last two years have been a, a, a big controversy um, out of Appleton, Wisconsin, because Aaron Rodgers wasn't investing in his younger receivers. Now Aaron Rodgers, new digs, new city. I don't know if he's living in Tribeca mm -hmm. or if he's living in... He's not living in Tribeca. Florham Park. He's probably living in Jersey. Someplace. You think he's in Jersey? He's definitely with a lot of land. But he's definitely at mm -hmm. One Jet Drive. We know that. Sure. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson said, I'm showing up to OTAs later. And what else are we talking about? There's a big game tonight, so we'll preview yeah, that absolutely. game. We'll see if that Astrodamus, did I say that right? The Astrodamus. Astrodamus hits again. Ashley Nicole Moss has been hot. She's been extremely hot. So, I have a question for you. I hear a lot of football players talk about Appleton, Wisconsin. and <laughs> No, you hear me say Appleton, no, 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 I, Wisconsin. Like, you know, when they speak about the middle of nowhere, they talk about Appleton, Wisconsin, and how they hate going to right. play the Green Bay Packers because of that very reason. Um, if you had to give me an over-under... How many restaurants would you say are in Appleton, Wisconsin? <laughs> well, we had uh, Devontae Adams on our show Friday, right? Uh-huh. And we talked about Appleton, Wisconsin. And mm -hmm. basically, he said there's there's a bunch of restaurants, okay? But there's only one really good one, actually. Okay, that was my next question. How many quality right? Yeah, there's only one good one. And he, said, one he said it, it puts a lot of pressure on everyone because, you know, to get that one private room, you have to book it a couple weeks in advance because you got Aaron Rodgers and you got all these other guys that's trying to also get into that steakhouse and i feel like and i know it's not the is i'm probably wrong but i feel like it's inside the holiday inn that's oh. <laughs> that's appleton wisconsin ashley i promise you wow because you know i played for the chicago bears so we saw them you know twice a year and we obviously had to travel to green bay the holiday and inn. we would take a bus there and one of the coolest things that you do when you travel as a player is you as soon as you get there, you drop your bags in a room and then you go to dinner with your friends, your family or your teammates. And so, you know, when you go to hell, even a Detroit has some dope restaurants and dope scene. You go to New York, does. you go to Miami, yeah. you go to Atlanta. There's some some cool experiences that you can have with your loved ones and your teammates. But when you go to Appleton, Wisconsin, hell, you better off them. Shit, I don't know. There ain't nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I don't do they, know what you can. Do they even have clubs there? I don't think so. I think it's like the bowling alley. Damn. Wow. It's the bowling alley. But anyways, we got an action-packed show. We got so much going on. Corey, what do we have? Yeah, well, you gave you know a little bit of the rundown. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he was a participant at the Jets' first OTAs. We'll talk about that a little later. And Tom Brady became a part owner of the Raiders. So, you know, we'll dive into that. A little later in the show, but first, I mean, you alluded to it, right? The Nuggets, they completed the sweep on the Lakers. They beat them last night, uh, 113 to 111, and they actually made their first NBA Finals appearance in franchise history. Nikolai Jokic, though, he was he was dominant. He had another triple-double. He actually passed Will Nicola. Chamberlain. You said what? Nikola. Nikola Jokic. He passed Nicola. Will Chamberlain. 
<laughs> last night for the most triple doubles in a playoff in the playoff run, right? In in NFL yeah. history. NFL so, history? NBA, man. I'm You're ready for NFL stuff. Yeah, I'm ready for NFL talk. That's what, I guess that's what it is. LeBron James, I mean, he did what he he, he tried, you know, he did what he had to do, right? Mm -hmm. I asked you actually yesterday if if, yeah. if we was going to get a big performance from LeBron James and he tried, you know, he did what he points. had to do. He had 40 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists, but unfortunately, it wasn't enough. But I want to make this about the Nuggets right now. Like I said, they make their first uh, NBA Finals appearance in franchise history. Was this what you were expecting, though, Ashley? Were you expecting a four-game sweep of the I Lakers? Mean, I'm no. pretty, I had I had the Nuggets in five. Yeah. I was being generous. I did think that the Lakers would at least win one. Um, the fact that they didn't is surprising to me, mm -hmm. but it's also not surprising. I think that the Nuggets were just a better team. You know, I had the Nuggets going to the finals <clears throat> from the beginning of the playoffs. I've been on the Nuggets bandwagon. I actually had it going. Nuggets and Warriors were my um, prediction for Western Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen. The Lakers booted them out. Yeah. But um, I always thought the Nuggets were the team to beat. I just thought that they were just the better team in the West this year. Um, and that was evident from the entire season. I mean, it's not easy to go ahead and remain a top seed in the West throughout the mm -hmm. entire season. I know some yeah. people will say, well, if they were in the East, well, they're not in the East, they're in the West. And they remain the top dog. Um, Jokic is having an incredible season, had an incredible season. Mm -hmm. As you guys know, he was my pick for MVP. Not mad at Embiid for winning it, but Jokic was always my vote. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're just seeing what you know he's able to accomplish, what he's able to do. Um, but also I think we're seeing what the strength of the Nuggets are as a team. You know, they're a really good starting five. Their rotation shortened a little bit. I think it's now they're only a seven-man rotation. Yeah, but right. even with that, they have really solid bench players that they can implement in in that rotation if they want to change it or if they don't want to change it. It's just a really, really, really impressive basketball team. So, no, I'm not surprised in the slightest. And listen, LeBron yeah. LeBron dropped 40. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what people want from him. He's old, okay? Yeah. Like, he dropped 40 points. And I know people will say, well, he played. They still got swept. Yes. But what would you expect from What are you expecting from him? What did yeah. you want him to do? It was sad to see him not be able to get that last shot. He's old, Corey. I know. I really wanted to see him at least He's probably like 50 game, in basketball years. He's been overtime. playing since he was 18. And I'm yeah. not making excuses, but it was going to always yeah, yeah, yeah. take more than LeBron James. He is not the LeBron James of the big three in Miami. Mm -hmm, He's not LeBron James of his two stints in Cavs. He's a 38-year-old man. He yeah. cannot do it by himself. Yeah, I think even if they snuck out of game, you know, game four with the win, probably would have been sent home in game. Five. It was going. It they was were listen. just showing that they just didn't have enough. You know, yeah, it, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brandon, your thoughts? Listen, I am shocked that the the Lakers were swept, and 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 also, I, you know, I would say that. I wouldn't have been shocked if they won this series. You know, when you have LeBron James and Ashley, I don't care how old he is. When you have LeBron James, um, you always have a chance, to, or at least that's the thought, right? When LeBron James walks into an organization, everyone thinks that it's championship or bust, right? And obviously over the last couple of years, the Lakers haven't been a team that anybody's really been afraid of. Um, the bubble, I don't think, I don't think they win the championship if they weren't in a bubble a couple years ago. I think it was just the perfect situation for a guy like LeBron to get a team like that in that position because it came down to leadership. It came down to getting everybody to buy in and eliminate those distractions. I'm saying all that to say that, you know, LeBron's run in Los Angeles, I don't think it's it's gone as planned. Um, I think that the Lakers overachieved this year, 
right? Like, who would have thought that the Lakers would even be in the Western's Con- Western Conference Finals? But we're here. They were here, right? Mm-hmm. You guys been playing amazing all postseason. There was people out there saying that the Lakers actually has, uh, you know, when we had this whole conversation about depth, they're the deepest. Look at their roster. Oh, my goodness. Look at all these people contributing. So, yes, I expected them to go out there and not only uh, uh, not get swept, but potentially win this win this series. So this is a shocker to me. You know, uh, Ashley, you said this when we were previewing this series. And I was like, damn, like I didn't even think about that. Uh, being the guy that was d- drafted to the Denver Broncos playing in altitude, that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like they just ran out of gas every fourth quarter, right? The first two games out there in Denver, they the first game they just got their ass beat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I don't know how much altitude played a factor into that one. The second one, they were right where they needed to be. And in the fourth quarter, they just they separated themselves. And it was game three, game four. And another thing that stood out to me that I found interesting is I felt like the Lakers were more methodical. The the the, the Lakers were playing like basketball. Let's go through strategy and let's go through our plays. And I feel like the Nuggets just took the game to the Lakers, meaning like one of the things that we don't talk about Joker um, doing enough is how he plays bully ball, right? We always see how he's kind of a finesse player. Mm-hmm. He can get guys in position. He can do so much with the basketball. But the last two games, this dude literally lowered his shoulder and yeah. ran these dudes over, yeah. right? And he just took advantage of any opportunity he had in the post um, at the top of the key we're just lowering that shoulder and just literally just taking advantage. And we saw Giannis do a lot of that. So I was shocked because why didn't you put in a Tristan Thompson or whoever just to go in there and do a hack-a-shack? I know what you, Stay with me here. Stay here. Tristan Thompson? I'm saying, like, just you don't need him. Fouls, You're not going to use it. AD. I'm saying, it. like, a, why aren't you – Why they let them do whatever he wanted to do. Why didn't y'all go in there and just beat his ass? I don't. I don't think that it's they let him. It's that he did. I mean, they tried to switch. No, but they, listen, they no, took did you AD hear what off. I said though? No, but I hear. But they also did try to make adjustments. They took AD off of him and put Hachimura on here, who on him, who did have a little bit more success than AD was having. But that's not what I'm saying. But it's saying, Jokic. Though. You can't stop him. No, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm literally remember back in the day, and I don't know, you know, how much the rules have changed. But remember, they had the the hack a shack thing, right? where literally dudes would be thrown in the game right. just to foul them, just to hit them. But that only works – the hack-a-shack only works on someone who can't shoot free throws. But what I'm saying is make it harder on him. Make his ass work for everything. That's not it making was, it harder on him. All you're doing is giving him free points by sending him to the line. Like, Jokic can shoot free throws. It worked on Shaq because he couldn't hit the side so, of a bus. So, so, so <laughs> he could – He the, the way he played the game, here's the outcome. You were swept. You mm-hmm. got this dude been playing legendary ball for three damn near three years, but took it to a whole nother level uh, the last two series. Something got to give. Yes, you put AD on him the first game, and then you switch, and then you put another guy on, and then use AD to come into the paint. This to be that help guy to, to defend the rim. So yeah, you guys are trying, but why don't you just try just fucking taking the, the game to them? And that's why I brought it up because you saw the Nuggets playing that type of ball, but the Lakers didn't. The Lakers looked like little boys to me. Mm. Um, and I'm shocked that it went down this way. I feel bad for LeBron, and I feel bad for AD. I feel I, at bad for AD because we, we've we been crushing AD for the last three years. Or, hell, maybe even longer. And AD came in and AD did his thing. So I feel bad for those two I mean, guys. I, I don't think that the Lakers 
were not trying to stop Jokic. They just were unable to stop him. I mean, Darvin Ham was throwing a bunch of things at him. First it was AD, then it was Hachimura. They were doubling him. They were fouling him. You know, Jokic had multiple fouls in multiple games in the series. Yesterday he had five. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not like he wasn't getting fouled, but Jokic shoots 82% from the free throw line. Hacking him's not going to work. Like, you just keep Something. setting, you just keep setting <laughs> him to the line, Something. and basically you're giving him free points. Something. He's going to hit him, those shots. Make him think twice about lowering his shoulder and running you over. He made LeBron look like a little boy. He what made AD make look him? like a little boy. What do you, he you, made, mean? He what do you made... mean make him think twice? Like, do you know who Jokic is? Yeah, He's I not think, thinking I twice. Think I think it's <laughs> back. You have that very backwards. It's at the point now. Jokic has proven that there's really no answer to stop him. Right. Like, Jokic, I mean, did you see? That's what I'm saying. He hit two off balance half court shots yeah. in the same game. Did you see the the one footed, yes. the one legged step back he hit over? Oh, I think it was behind Anthony Davis. His head. Behind yeah. His head. yeah. He, he did that, yes. and that was like game th- two because it was in Denver. No, well, he did it again last no, night. No, but the two, yeah, he hit two like mm-hmm. 25 footers or yeah. more than that, like 25 ish footers. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. And those were two in the game, and one of them he was literally on one foot, and the right. ball was behind his head. <laughs> right, right. Phenomenal. And it went, he did it twice, and, and then he did time. it again in, he did it prior to that in game two, the exact mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. shot. Jokic is just an anomaly. He doesn't have a deep bag in terms of his post-up moves, and he's not the most finesse, mm. and he's not the most athletic, and he's not, you know, the sexiest player when it comes to his style. You're not going to see, you know, Iverson S moves. You're not going to see Kobe Bryant, you know, being able to float through defenders. You're not going to see any of that with him. Yeah. He is just a really great basketball player because he just it's it's just he just plays fundamentally it's not about any of the extraness with him and it's hard to stop a player like that deserving of the western conference finals mvp you think he deserves absolutely and if you ask me listen again not taking anything away from joel Embiid, Mm -hmm. i'm not mad at the fact that he won i personally believe he should be the three-time mvp yeah, they're not gonna. They're not. A, they're not gonna allow that. You know why I they're just, not gonna I, allow that's that? That's just. That's my personal opinion. People can you who, know, argue who, that. Who but has for me, ever? Who has He ever, was a three-time who, MVP. Who has ever? You know, I, I. I can't listen. I agree with you that he played exceptional and put himself in position to earn that. Mm-hmm. But um, a, a real question is: Has there ever been a three-time back a back-to-back-to-back MVP? Yes. Who? Uh, Larry Bird. And who else? Uh, I believe Bill Russell. What what happened to Michael Jordan? Okay, but we can't. No, I'm, what I'm Where saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, the reason why I'm saying that because I, I was like sitting around some basketball experts a couple years ago when we were having this conversation about Giannis. Remember, Giannis was in the same position. They're like, well, if Michael Jordan didn't get it or Kobe Bryant didn't get it, why the hell are we going to give it to this guy? What what is that? I I don't I, know. You tell I me. I personally don't understand that argument. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's politics. It That's basically what I'm saying. It's politics. Even when you're talking about Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, he campaigned all year uh, for MVP, right? Mm-hmm. So did he play? Did he play at an amazing level? Absolutely. Do I? Did I have him as my MVP? Absolutely. But he definitely campaigned for this award for sure, one hundred percent. I'm just. I just don't like that argument of oh, we didn't give it to Kobe, we didn't give it to Jordan. And yes, listen, you can say I think that. Kobe probably, you know, I don't think Nash deserved it that year. Can Nash. you make can you make an argument yeah. that it wasn't like a complete slap in the face that Nash won it? I guess for me, I think that probably that was the most egregious oversight because I definitely feel like it was Kobe's to win. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't like this argument that people use. Well, we didn't do it for these players, so we can't do it. What does Jokic have to do with your shortcomings and not making the right decision years prior? He wasn't in the league. He wasn't a thought of. He like it. That's why they do did we, it to Jonas Why too. do we? Why do we make it so that players who are worthy of awards have to pay for the for the oversights and the mistakes of the voting committee when it comes to prior MVP awards? If you got it right the first time, there would be nothing to be upset listen, about. But you stretch, didn't. Why is that Jokic's fault? Listen, down and the again, stretch, I'm not taking. I'm down not the taking stretch, away Joel from Embiid. Embiid played the better taking, ball. I'm not taking it away the from last, Joel Embiid. The last month I just don't and like a half. That argument. The last month and a half of the regular season, Joel Embiid played better ball. And when they went head to head, he dropped forty something. I'm, a, I'm somebody who looks <laughs> so at. Me, I'm somebody who looks at a season as a whole. But that's just me. So let me ask you this question: um, You have Nicolio, Nicolia, Nicola, Nicola Jokic, the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, drafted in the second round. This mm-hmm. is 2014. Uh, pick 41. All right. Mm-hmm. He's 28 years old. Ashley, if he continues this for another three to four years, what's his place in his in the history of the NBA? I mean, I think right now he's already one of the best big men to ever play mm-hmm. the game. I think I it's agree. already been solidified. Um, I think he's already been solidified as one of the best players in the NBA. Um, I think that a finals win and a finals MVP would maybe push him over the edge for the doubters as one of the best players of all time. Mm. Um, we've never seen a big man like Jokic. Yeah. Um, and that's not to take away from the dominance of Shaq or Olajuwon or Tim Duncan. I mean, they're Hall of Famers. Those guys are incredible. But we have never seen what... Jokic is and I think that a finals MVP and a finals win and not only now but if he does it again at some point in his career I feel like you can say he's top five best big men of all time I I, you know earlier I talked about being around some basketball experts and those basketball experts were Chris Bouchard and um, Nick Wright Mm -hmm. and um, you know so I had the opportunity to sit around them for a year just listen them talk listen to them talk about basketball and break down the game right from so many different levels one of the things that they used to debate and i i would jump in here and there and just give my little two cents was and kobe talked about this as well back in the day um the international players are are are, are better now right we didn't respect the international player now we do you see not only him but you see luca and so uh, when you talk about the Joker and him being this phenom and something that we've never seen, right? Like, is there a, a changing in guard, right? Where the American player is not necessarily the front runner all the time. We're seeing this in international play. We're seeing this in, in the Olympics where we're not just going out there and just beating you know, all these countries, right? So do you think that uh, this is just the, 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 tip of the, the tip, tip of the iceberg for years to come what the NBA is going to be? Yeah, I mean, the game's expanding in ways, is rapidly expanding in ways that I don't think it expanded, you know, prior. Um, <clears throat> I think also, you know, the San Antonio Spurs have showed, you know, that era with Ginobili and Parker when they were mm-hmm. kind of running the league you know, they kind of began this whole trajectory of finding the international player and developing them. 
And, you know, that kind of struck, you know, a match and rest of the the rest of the teams in the NBA started to kind of take notice. You know, they play a different type of ball in, in Europe and, you know, overseas. Yep. It's not as um, <laughs> what's the word? I'm, for lack of a but it's not as bougie as American basketball. It's a lot more rugged. You know, they're playing in arenas with no air conditioning sometimes. You know, they're, yeah. they they just play. And then a lot of the times, they're 16, 17 years old playing with grown men. That's right. You know, there is no college. There is just that. So um, European players have always been that. But I think that it took the NBA a little bit longer to be more open to accepting them. Yep. And I think that more teams than ever before are gonna be right. doing a lot more overseas scouting and you're gonna see a lot more international players right. than we have now. It's the trajectory is just gonna continue. Uh, American basketball players, please take notice. You guys are on notice. Um, when we talk about basketball, the international player is just better right now. They're more skilled, they're tougher, right? They have less distractions. Think about this, Ashley. Top five NBA players right now. I wouldn't say they're better. Ashley, top five NBA players right now. Giannis, mm -hmm. Joker, Luca are in the top five. So the three out of the three out of the five NBA players, the best NBA players are international players. I mean, but also that's your that's your list. Some people will have give Steph me, give, in there. Give me give, give me the list, Ashley. <laughs> give me the give give me the list. Mine. Um, this is not an order. Giannis. Okay, international. Steph. Jokic. From, from, from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, Steph's American. <laughs> yeah, I, Giannis. Much overseas. Steph. Okay. Jokic. You got to put Luca in there. Luca. Damn, I used to have Kevin Durant in there, but like. I, I, you I still got to go KD. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm gonna you still got to go KD. I'm going to stick with KD. KD's my guy. I'm going to stick with KD. So, again, again. Yeah, three right, out like, of the five are international Remember, Kobe, Kobe talked about this. Mm -hmm. Kobe, Kobe said this years ago. Like, I think it was like 2018. Kobe said, be, a, be aware. These international players, they're different, right? And also the psyche and the mindset. Think about even Giannis and how he moves right now. I mean, I'm not joining no super team. Even Joel Embiid technically is an international player. No, so, oh my God, keep going. Yeah. Sabonis. Ah, keep going. <laughs> Who else is out there? Murray. He's Canadian. That's international. That's international. You need a passport to go. I'm not talking about Canada. You need a passport to go. And y'all got him. I'm not talking about Canada. And you got Jamal Murray being elite. I mean, you... We're not talking about Canada. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about we're talking overseas. about overseas. Do you need a Do you need a passport to go to I Canada? I mean, they're not they're not technically they're American. Who else? But Ruby, you talk Ruby, about Ruby Gobert. Yeah, he's but, French. Oh, we're talking about French okay. players now. And uh, then you European. Got, <laughs> and, yeah, Porzingis. But, I mean, Porzingis. Well, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, at one Why point. Why you spit up um, like Also, I mean, if we also are talking descent, like half of the players on the Miami Heat are Nigerian. We got Oladipo. You have yeah. Gabe Vincent. Bam, is Bam, Bam out of bio. Yeah, Nigerian. Yeah. I, I mean, well, Gabe Vincent. He's Nigerian. Gabe Vincent's Nigerian. That's his real name is Nadami. How do you not know that? No, Bra I actually Brand didn't know that. <laughs> Brand Brandon, Brandon Marshall here. Ashley Nicole Moss. We Siakam. Corey in the cut. <laughs> we have uh, Wu Andrew who um, on the mic. What, what was your thing? Wu in the West. Wu in the West. And we got a new name for BC, which is BC in the Boost. 
BC and the Booth. That's BC and the Booth. By the way, I wanted to also just let you know, it was 2015 that Kobe said, I just think European players are just way more skillful. Ooh. Mm. Well, you know, you have to think. There's a Ain't few Kobe th- your GOAT? Kobe's my GOAT, yeah. There's a few things that I think apply, that, that makes that true is, one, remember, like I said, there's no college. So they are playing as teenagers with grown men. It builds your endurance differently. It builds your toughness differently. And also, and also the they're American- coming, a lot of the times, they're coming, like, we talk about players who come from inner cities, you know, mm. the hoods here in America. Yeah. Take that and multiply it by, like, 100 overseas a lot of them are coming from third world countries you yeah. know what i mean have you, you seen where Jokic is from have and you seen also, where luka is and, from and like, also ashley there's a sense of entitlement with the american athlete now so uh more than ever right um think about like some of our guys f- first from like just like a from a approach standpoint everybody just want the flash everybody just want the dunk now obviously people are working on shooting the ball uh because you you gotta be able to be a three and D guy to 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 make it to the NBA these days, mm-hmm. but everybody just want to do all the cool stuff. How we dribble, how we dunk. That's that's what's cool. They're over there, like Kobe said. They're working on on the fundamentals of the game. They have real skill, and so that's the, a huge difference. And then a sense of entitlement, Ashley. You know, it's like it at. Eight years old, nine years old, you know, the Kentuckys of the world are are, are are offering some of these these kids scholarships. Ten years old, they got scholarships to all the major uh, uh, NCAA men's yeah. basketball uh, uh, teams like, out there. So what does that do to our players? So I think that we're, we're more entitled, and I feel like, you know, sometimes we put the fame before the game. Mm-hmm. I will push back a little when you say that, overseas players are better than American only because I don't know if that day has a hundred percent come yet because when team USA gets together and goes and plays these other teams, we they struggle. We, we no, we wash them. No, we don't. What do you mean? No, we don't. We've been struggling. We get gold every single every <laughs> no, single Olympics. Don't. No, we've been struggling. But we've been we struggling. win the gold. Make it to the final, no, every no, 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 hold on, time out. Let's go back because you know there's uh, uh documentaries. Maybe, there's what, film, was the, what was our there's Tokyo? Film around this. Um, Even Tokyo, we won gold, right? Somebody, we'll check that from here. So basically, here, here's here's what used to happen back in the MJ days, right? And it kind of changed right after that. They would go and they would win every game by 30, 40. They mm-hmm. would go out there and just like be half sleep running through international play. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, there's we're we're back we're back there. You brought in Coach K and you brought in a few others to get you know our our team back where it needs to be, but. Shit, I think the the last Olympics we lost a couple games. No, we those were preliminary games. We won the gold it, it in basketball. I know, but right? I'm, but but, but, but we, won we won the gold. gold. I know, we are still I the best know, basketball know, players I know, in the but world. They're working. It's not out there. I, I they're not out saying, there though. just running through. No, I get what you're saying. It's a, it's a different. It's different right. now. Now right. now. Right. It's not ninety. It's not ninety two level. It's not redeem team level. It's not that. But to say that we have completely been eclipsed is not true because Mm. we still, when we have to go against these other countries, we still beat them. So Mm. Team USA Basketball, when you put together a collection of our best basketball players currently in the NBA, Mm. while games may be getting closer, I agree with you that it's starting to be less of a wash that it used to be back in the day. Mm. When you put together a collection of our best basketball players for now, we still win gold. It yeah. just happened, and it will probably happen again next next yeah, that's, Olympics. That's because that's because you know what? There's not that You're many. You're gonna love this. There's You're not... gonna love this. You're gonna love this. That 
in America we have more depth. There, but we have more. And then now you're playing. You're playing supportive. against a Russian team, or you're playing right. against a team Puerto Rico. They might have one or two players. We right. have players like. But that's my sit point. on the bench. So yes, you, that's you Luka, know what I'm saying. When you talk about the Lukas and the and the Jokic's and all those guys, yes. But let's not make it seem like there's a bunch of Lukas in in where's he from? Slovenia. No, I'm not saying that's, it there's is. There's not a bunch I, of Lukas walking around. The, like right, that's not. I'm, the about, case. I'm doing this best international basketball. I can spell this right. Basketball. Australia's really players. Good. Okay, so here we go. What's the kid's name that uh, everybody's saying is 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 the Wemby? best prospect Victor. Victor. the NBA has Wembyama. ever seen? What's his name? Wimbiamba. All right, keep his name right there. But I want to I want to pull something up here real quick. These are these are um, in in history. I don't want history. I want now. Mm-hmm. I want now the best current NBA international players. All right, take that back out. Don't need that. What they call that? Um, Cookies, I don't need that. Uh-huh. Boom, let me go here right now. All right, so <clears throat> you have Giannis, Joker, Joel Embiid, Luca, Rudy Gay. All right, so this is what I'm about to say. What's his name? Wimbiamba. Wimbiamba. Within three years, the top five NBA players will be all international. Mm. That's Joker. That's Embiid, uh, that's Luca, that's Wimby, and guess who else is out there, Ashley? You know who else is out there? You got uh, uh, what I say? I say Giannis, uh, Embiid, Joker, Wimby, and I'm missing one. Help me out, Ashley. Who's the fifth one? I don't know. What are we talking about? Uh, maybe it's just four. Yeah, I think it was just four. All right. No, I need five. <laughs> Joel. Joker, Giannis. Luca? Win- yes, Luca. There you go. So let me say this again. Because I want this to hit home for all y'all basketball fans out there, American basketball fans. Within the next three years, the top five NBA players were will all be from international teams. Giannis, Luca, Joel and B, Joker, and Wimby. Okay. Hey, you heard it from the man himself. There I don't agree with that. You but heard it from that's the fine. man himself. You don't agree with that? No. So, Top so, five? Basically, so basically, you're saying it's going to take uh, Wimby a little longer then. So is it five years? You're saying because th- yes, because Steph Curry is not going to be the best. He's not going to be in your top five anymore. You, 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 you were, you were, you were hesitant to put KD in your top five. Okay, so who we is t- if we take a- John Morant going to be on his third uh, bang bang? What nah. about players like Devin <laughs> Booker? What about players that are in who the is he replacing? That are on the ver- on who the is he replacing? Right tell me who tell me who you want to take out. You want to take out Joel and B? You gonna put Devin Booker? He I mean, I, Joel I'm, not, I'm not I'm not taking and putting out right now. I'm just saying you're you're you for, you're foregoing players that right now are on the cusp of breaking into that top five that are American players who? and just entering international players in their place. Devin Booker. I think Jokic, Moran, I think Jokic Booker. will still be there. I think Luca will still be there. I Joel mean, Embiid. we're putting a lot of stock in Wemby. I can't. I can't say that. I don't know. I haven't seen him play in American okay. basketball. Okay. Like he, he has a lot of weight. Giannis will on. still be there in three. I feel like, mm, yeah. You and, know who y'all need to put some respect yeah, probably. on? Probably Giannis. You know but I would put Booker in that top five. I think Booker's on the verge Over of being, who? being in that top five. Mm. I think he could bump out Luca. I think he could chip. bump out Luca depending on how he, he plays. Oh, if he doesn't I, get a I chip, not, if he let me get not chip. say that. Let me not say that because I I love Devin Booker. I I think that Devin Booker next year we could be talking about him as the MVP. 
Yeah, I would say. What about taking Booker and replacing him with Embiid? Matter of fact, too early prediction. The, the in, this NBA be on the season isn't even over. <laughs> Next year's MVP <laughs> goes to Devin Booker. Devin Booker MVP. That's it. Hand, just like that. What about Tatum? What about all the like, Tatum? You're, you're, Tatum, but, who you taking out? What I'm saying is, is you're foregoing a Give, lot of people who are on the cusp and, and automatically putting international players in I'm their not, place. They're already there. All I'm adding is the, the young boy, the Wimby kid. You that's the think, only one that's think, an outlier. You, you don't got think Giannis could possibly be on the decline? No, okay. no, Giannis. You know what's going to happen to Embiid this year? Embiid's going to actually come in in shape. Because there's a lot of people saying the same shit that they said about Luca and the same shit they said about uh, uh, um, uh, the Joker. You're not in good shape. Mm-hmm. You're not in good shape. You just going out there and doing what you what you what you used to doing. But you're not you're not you're not in championship uh, 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 shape. You're not ready to go those into those championship rounds. He's already got the the, the 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 one of the things that he really wanted was the MVP. Look at him when he when he when he hoisted up the trophy. Mm-hmm. He hoisted up the trophy. Said <laughs> he broke down. His son ran out on the court. He had he, he grabbed his son. It was a beautiful moment. Did you see it? Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. He crying with his son. <laughs> I mean, he was like this. Hold on, Ash. Let me keep going. <laughs> so that's check. He really wanted that. He campaigned for it. And now, what does he want? He wants to. He wants to win. The, he wants to win it all. He knows legacy. He has to win it all. So guess what he's going to do, Ashley? What? He's going to go out there and actually get into some real shape. He's going to play better next year, and he will be runner up for the MVP. Not your boy Joker, right. Devin Booker. It'll be uh, Embiid, and then Joker will be right there. And then Giannis. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, earlier we we're, we we're talking. I want to say, Ashley, you got something to respond to that? I just think that it's a little <laughs> bit. Say, so. It's it's slightly disrespectful to forego all of the incredibly talented American players that we have. While I do understand the game is growing and it's more international, you don't want to deal before, with reality. And I think that we're going to see more international players in the NBA. We need to also stop acting like the international players that are in the NBA currently. Mm-hmm. There's like 50 of them in their home country. It's not the Doesn't case. Doesn't matter. You only it's need. You only need. We only and need a only, handful. And the only team that could possibly ever beat Team USA right now Puerto as a whole team is Team Nigeria, because a yeah. lot of American players have Nigerian descent, mm-hmm. or they're you know like if you're um well Nigerian descent because Giannis technically is from Greece, yeah. so. That's the only team that right now could go toe-to-toe, I feel like, with Team USA. Team Russia is not going to beat Team USA right now. Like, Team I- Slovenia is not going to beat Team USA right now. So while I understand the game, the game is growing internationally, it's not there's, – there's still a lot more talent, I feel like, in America to this day than there is internationally. When you get an international player, absolutely, they are prime and ready to go. Mm -hmm. They are beasts. But there's not that many of them. Let's stop making it seem like Lucas grow on trees in Sylvania. That's not the case. It might be too soon. Like I'm having way too much fun today. You go. (laughs) You gonna pocket that? Well, look before because I I, want to move on. I want to move on before we get into football. Mm -hmm. Before. (laughs) You, you still want to get some off your chest. No, go, go. Don't let him no, get that off your chest. Well, we were talking about Nuggets and, and Lakers, you know, earlier and whatnot. Another story, another big story was LeBron James after the game in a post, in his post-game interview, he kind of hinted at, you know, him possibly hanging it up, right, and not coming back for, you know, his 21st season. We got a clip from that interview. Let's take a look at it. Hmm. 
don't like to say it's a successful year because I don't wrote. play for anything besides winning championships at this we, point we in my career. And um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't get a kick out of making a conference appearance. I've done it a lot, and, <laughs> and it's not fun to me to not be able to be able to be a part of, uh, you know, getting to the finals. But. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. Guys, what's in store for LeBron James' future? Can, can I start this one, Ashley? Or go ahead. Go? No, go ahead. You know you all you know all about retirement or the verge of retirement. <laughs> I'm you're, I'm right. interested to see you dissect this. <laughs> Hopefully right. you dissect it correctly. Yeah. All right. So, listen. First off, the first thing I want to say is, in these moments, right, this is when you're in your most vulnerable state as an athlete, as a competitor. There's mm -hmm. so many things going through your head, right? That's why it is important for you to collect yourself before you sit at the podium because everything you say will be dissected. And so LeBron knows that, and he's extremely intentional with all his movements and everything that he says, okay? Um when you're aging, you get older, there's so many things that goes into it. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, and hopefully no one else out there, that LeBron gave it his all. Right? Think about that. LeBron, coming into this year, probably thought he had a chance. Then the season started off the way it did. AD actually was phenomenal. Right? Uh, shit. He, he, he was, uh, you know, through those first 20 games or whatever, when he was averaging like 30 points a night. He probably was in the early discussions of MVP. But then they imploded. AD goes down. Then later on, LeBron goes down. The Russell Westbrook stuff didn't happen. They end up trading Russell. They end up bringing in other pieces. They weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. Now they get in the play and they win. They get in. And now they have success. This team gels. They come together. They only been together for, what, 30-something games, if that? Yeah. LeBron James now is probably like, holy crap, Like maybe I can steal one. Another one. Because <laughs> the bubble. I, another I, one. Another one. Because the bubble, I feel like it was perfect for LeBron James. I feel like it was po perfect for Tom Brady, those, those teams that had real leadership from ownership, from management, from uh, one of those guys in the locker room. The bubble was a hard, a hard thing for, for athletes because there was no fans in the stands. And then people wanted to be home. People were still nervous about COVID-19. But anyways, fast forward to this year. He's in this situation where he's like, oh, we may be able to steal one. He gave it his all. So now he goes out there, has high hopes, and they get swept. Yeah, in that moment, so many things going to come up because you just put everything out there mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. There's so much to go into as you playing through pain. He literally played every single minute in the last game outside of what? 30 seconds. Yeah, four seconds. Four seconds. <laughs> yeah. The dude played like the the whole day, every game, all game, the whole, the whole playoffs. Yep. Right? So I'm saying all to say like I can understand why he feels this way. But here's here here here's what I'm gonna say, uh, uh, Ashley and Corey. Option one, Kyrie Irving. If he leaves the Mavericks, the max deal that any team Lakers mm -hmm. can offer him is 152 million dollars. That's okay. option one. 
Okay. Option one, probably not likely. Option two, and probably option three, probably likely. Let's what is option two, Brandon? Sign and trade to the Lakers or any other team. Did you see Kyrie Irving sitting courtside last night underneath the basket? He was right looking cool. But did you see his demeanor? Hold on. Did you see him sitting back like this, Ashley? You know what that said? Damn, my my boys, my boys is losing. This ain't good. So option two, sign and trade to the Lakers. Now the deal could get to $201 million a year. Option three, you have the Mavericks offer him a four-year, $210 million deal. But there's another option. And this is the option I think is the only option that will probably keep Kyrie away from the Lakers and, 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 and still in Dallas. The Mav, the Mavs offer a veteran max of five-year, $272 million. Now, Brandon, what does this have to do with LeBron James? Ashley, when the Lakers get Kyrie, guess who's going to be right in the gym with him? LeBron James. So to answer your question, Corey, what's in store for LeBron James in his future? It's making sure that Kyrie's deal get done. Mm-hmm. And he will be right out there. Because what he's going to look at is, I got Kyrie. Some people can't reach him. Some people can't play with him. We had him on our show. He said, that's one of my biggest regrets. I should have never left LeBron James. I should be right there in L.A. with LeBron James. Literally just said that before last season. Okay? AD played phenomenal. AD played phenomenal. Can you get this AD consistently next year with a a Kyrie? If you can do that and LeBron now can step into that magic moment where how he's been playing all postseason pretty much, averaging 20 points, you know, facilitator, this might be the best team in the West. That's what's going to happen. And sorry I was too long-winded, Ashley, but I took my time. I did my work here. Because I knew Corey was going to ask this question, and I wanted to make sure I gave you guys a thorough answer. Take it. <laughs> What's going to happen? I don't even remember. What was the question? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, what? Are, oh, my goodness. What was it that we were talking I know, about? Because well, I know, because it went on about Move on you know, to the like next Kyrie question, Irving. then. She doesn't remember. Next <laughs> I, question. I, I, no, it's just it next went question. on a tangent. I just don't remember what the question it was. It doesn't was. matter. That's my tangent. LeBron James' future and what, you know, what it looks like. You know, yesterday we, yeah, yesterday we was talking about Kyrie potentially going to the Lakers. You know, mm-hmm. that was a point that Brandon just made. It may happen, it may not, but yeah. does LeBron James hang it up? She or knows the stay? question. She yeah, knows yeah, the question. Don't entertain her. I, I didn't know. I don't remember what the question was. You answered like Why five you? questions in one question. I don't remember what it was you, that we did, were talking were about. Were you mesmerized by my take? That's one way to put it. Um, <laughs> that's one way to put it. Oh, man. Um, no, he's not retiring. Yeah. I think that I LeBron's think just, you know. I think he's just, yeah. He's being coy. He's being purposely coy, stirring the pot a little bit. He's feeling it. He, he may also be in his feelings a little bit, as you can expect. You know, mm-hmm. he's 38 years old. He put up 40 points, still took an L. Yeah. Not only took an L, they got swept. Um, so it's probably frustrating to him. I mean, if you read between the lines, he, they asked, you know, who's going to be back next season? And he was like, honestly, I don't know. You know, yeah. we have some guys who are on one-year deals. We have yeah. guys who deals are ending, are ending, you know, this season. So I don't really know what this roster is going to look like. Um, that's code four. He's probably going to blow it up. Then start all over again. Um, I just don't think LeBron has it in him, much like I said with Tom Brady when he retired and then unretired. Mm -hmm. There are just some guys who don't have it in them to walk away with that being the lasting memory. You know, and I think LeBron's one of those guys. I think that LeBron probably 
is going to come to terms that he can't do the things he used to do and he may need more help than maybe he thought he needed. Yep. Um, and maybe that's where Kyrie and, you know, some other players would get in there. You know, Hachimura, Austin Reeves, who I think if they can keep, keep. D'Angelo Russell, he's got to go. He's a defensive liability. He's not going to help you. Um, AD, obviously keep him. Um, bringing Kyrie in would would be huge for them, but... I just don't see LeBron's career ending on a sweep. Yeah, right. I don't see that's the way that he's going to go out. Yeah, he can't go out like that. It's just, Emotional. I just, I can't, LeBron I can't, can't see that. Yeah, so he he'll be back. Um, yeah. This team's going to look drastically different next season, and yeah. that's really what this comes down to. LeBron James will be returning for season 21 if he does indeed decide to come back. Mm. But all right, moving on to the NFL. Mike Jones of The Athletic composed a list of he players who he feels has the most to improve. So what we want to do, Go through that list, and I want to ask these guys, you this know, who they feel. No, this is NFL. Oh, NFL. NFL. So, yeah, we're okay, moving we're on to the NFL. Switching sports. Got yep, it. Yep, yep, moving on to the NFL. And I want you guys to look at this list, and you tell me who you feel is one guy on this list who has the most to prove heading into next season. I love who was at the oh, top of this Oh, of course list, my, quarterback, my QB's in there. Your That's eyes, original. Your eyes went straight to Dak Prescott, huh? But look at who was at the top of this list, Brandon. Calvin Ridley. <laughs> you know, you just had your interview with uh, Devontae Adams, and he was actually a guy that was in his top five receivers in the league. I thought that was interesting, but you see guys like, uh, you know, wide receiver Michael Thomas who's coming off an injury. You got tight end Kyle Pitts from the Falcons who they're looking to uh, take a big leap next year. You got wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. for the Ravens. Mm. So those are some names to name the few. But, uh, Brandon, I'll start with you. Which player would you say has the most to prove next season? I, I think what's best for the show right now, um, is Ashley actually go first on yeah. this one because okay. what I don't want to have happen again, I don't want to mesmerize. <laughs> you said that that's one way of putting it. I don't want I don't want to mesmerize uh, Ashley with my take yeah. and my depth of my take, uh, and she forgets you know mm -hmm. the question. So Ashley, you know I, I want I want you to go first here. Can I, can I see that list one more time? Yeah, let's throw that graphic back up for us real quick. I know who she's going to pick. I know who you're going to most pick, to, like most to prove or yeah. most to improve on. No, most to prove. Like, oh, most, most to, to prove. prove. She's yeah. gonna go. Can there's I a few. You there's pick? a few guys. Can I name more than one? You can, yeah, yeah, you can go name ahead. more than go one. In go in depth. Ahead. Okay. Yeah. Mesmerizing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Sorry, Dak. I love you, Dak Prescott. Um, coming off of a year where he threw the most interceptions of his career, yeah. I think also he led the league in interceptions last season. Mm. Um, he needs to prove that he is the leader that the Dallas Cowboys need to go all the way or to go far in the playoffs. This is a team that every single year is in the top five teams expected to go to the Super Bowl, and they fall short in some way, some form every single season. He needs to prove that he can lead this team to success. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not all him, but a lot of it is him. Mm -hmm. um, and he has not done the things that he needs to do to go ahead and be that leader the Cowboys need. He knows that. Um, I think that Cowboy fans, and whether you are a Cowboys fan or not, I think we can all agree that Dak Prescott is a solid quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good quarterback. You know, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a Cowboys fan, so for him, for me, I hold him a little bit higher than probably some other people do. But the numbers show that when he's at his best, he's a winning quarterback. Mm -hmm. But he needs to be that mm -hmm. the entire season, and he needs to be that when it means the most. He mm -hmm. hasn't done that. Yeah. So Dak's number one. Um... 
Odell Beckham, he's coming off of an injury. He's coming off of a year where, you know, his team put it out there that maybe he was ready to return and teams weren't taking the bait, which leads me to believe that he wasn't 100% healed. Mm -hmm. He needs to show that he's worth that, what was it, $16 million that the Baltimore Ravens mm, gave him? Right. Coming off of another... 18. Ma 18? Yeah, coming off 18. of another major injury. He needs to show that he can stay healthy. He can still be the Odell Beckham of the Super Bowl winning Los Angeles Rams. Yep. And last for me, I'm going to go Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah Jordan Love needs to show that Aaron Rodgers and pissing off Aaron Rodgers and drafting him maybe before the time, a little prematurely, mm -hmm. was the right decision and that this is the quarterback that's going to lead them into the future. Right now, we really don't know what Jordan Love can bring to the table. We haven't seen much from him, understandably so. But he's going to have a big task at hand. That, that team's not the team that Aaron Rodgers was accustomed to having. Right. There's a lot of you know, bare and bones there, but he needs to show us a little bit of something. So those yeah. those are my three. Probably in the toughest situation, too. For sure. Jordan Love, yeah. Okay. Brandon, what we got? All right, here we go. <laughs> um, Ashley, I agree with you with Dak Prescott, right, mm -hmm. uh, for different reasons. Um, I just think we all want the Cowboys to actually be in the Super Bowl. Do find you, their way in the do you guys really mean even that? The, Ashley, even the folks Are you that, being funny or even, you really want no, that? Listen, even the, even the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, even the biggest cowboy guys. haters want to see it happen, right? Because it's, again, it's a huge story. And you know, I'm in the storylines. And I feel like Dak Prescott has everything he needs with himself at the quarterback position and also around him to get the job done. I think it would be great for football. I think it would be great for sports talk uh, radio and TV. It would be just amazing. You could not tell, can I tell you guys something? You could not tell me shit for the rest of the year <laughs> the Cowboys went to the Super Bowl and won. Yo, that would be amazing <laughs> The way football. I would be walking around on air for 365 <laughs> days that following oh, year, you couldn't, until the next Super Bowl, you could not tell me anything. You would cut, you would try to cut in line at Publix at me or you try to cut me in line at Publix and be like, Scoop, did your team win the Super Bowl? Get the hell behind me, all right? Move. You couldn't tell me anything. I would walk around like Beyonce for 365 days a year, that and year. You'll have, and then you'll have which the question you always love asking people, do you believe in the Super Bowl hangup? Hangover, that's what it is. The Super Bowl hangover. That's I what you always I would be like, say. you know what? doesn't matter. I doesn't got matter one. doesn't matter you got one. See, I that's the one. problem. Y'all don't want to be consistently great. All right, throw that list back up there. Um, a few guys that stood out. Calvin Pitt, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, excuse me. Oh, yeah, I had to look at his stats. He's going into his third year. His first year he came in, he played really good. He played amazing, actually. Mm -hmm. Let me pull up his stats again here, right? When they, when, when, when they drafted him, the, the talk was that this dude is a tight end that moves like a wide receiver, yeah. and he could potentially be one of the best tight ends in the game. He can be pushing Kelsey. He can yep. be put, uh, pushing Waller, right? Some of those guys, the uh, the Kittles of the world. So he comes out in his first campaign, his first year, he has over a 1,000 yards. And I had to, like, go back and really look into this because I'm like, damn, year two, he only had 356 uh, yards. He had uh, uh, 28 catches. What what happened? Why, why the drop-off? And I'm not in, I don't care about the quarterback situation. I don't care about any of that because when you're a great player, uh, you find a way – to impact the game. You find a way to still do a phenomenal job. It could be hard, but 
28 catches, 50, uh, 50 off of 59 targets, 356 yards. That's a problem. May he may he may need to actually stand up for himself and say, "Look, guys, we're struggling. Maybe y'all need to throw me the ball more." But when I look at this, he actually played almost all the games. You know, two catches, two catches, one catch here, two catches there, two catches over there, three catches in this week. That's not good enough for a guy um, that 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 is loaded with so much talent. I mean, he can literally do it all, and 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 he fits the modern tight end position. And that is a guy that can play outside, that can play inside. He can be attached. He can be detached. So I see uh, Kyle Pitts having a bounce-back year. Uh, he has to have a bounce-back year. Um, Ashley already hit Jordan Love. You know, look, you don't have a lot of time to get this right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of the bigger stories uh, in football. People are going to be watching, right? So obviously you have a whole season, but this season needs to be a successful year. Uh, we want to see what, you, what, what you're what you going to do because also there's a lot of uh, uh, financial implications around this, right? They pick up his fifth-year option. I think they gave him a little bit more money. They're going to have to decide what to do because he sat for a few years. Odell Beckham Jr., of course, uh, he's a superstar. Superstar. Um, what are we going to get out of Odell? Can Odell actually be the Odell that we're accustomed to? Um, so I'm excited to see Odell. If not, you know, this could be the last big deal. You right. know what I'm saying? You really gotta, you, you really gotta approach this year that way. If you're Odell Beckham Jr., he he had to fight his ass off to get the, this contract. So just imagine if he doesn't put up big numbers, what's going to happen after? Um, so those are some of the guys that 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 stood out to me. Can you throw that back up there? I'm sorry, BC, and then we can move on here. Uh, Trey Lance, I, look, uh, we know who the guy there. The guy is uh, uh, Purdy, right? Like that's the quarterback. We we know that. Um, Daxton Hill, okay, Dak, we talked about it, Mac Jones, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, Ashley, do you know how many catches he had in one year, like the most catches he had in one year? Michael Thomas. Let me see. This um, dude was a catching go, machine. He, I'm, catching can machine. I, I'm going to go catches. I'm going to say 30. No, 30. catches in a year. Oh, in a year? Oh, yes. Wait, were you just referring to a game, 30 in a game? No, I was referring to a year. Oh, you thought no, it was most Ashley. Wait, what was the question? Oh my goodness, Ashley is not year. listening to me today. Do you, do you listen to me? <laughs> what was the question? Most catches in a year? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Give me a second. Golly, mm-hmm. like she's just not listening to me. Mediocre. See, that's the problem. That is the problem. Okay, give me a hint. Is it? Is it over? I will say this. No, I will say this. The record. The record. It, what's the record? Yeah, give me that. Him, him. The, the the record. So you would be uh, revealing the number. Don't do that, right? Don't give her. Don't give her that. Yeah, because that's going. That, I would say this for a really good okay, receiver. For a really good 200? receiver. For a really good receiver. Oh my goodness, Ash, we're going to move on. <laughs> no, I'm saying, is it under two hundred or over two hundred? <laughs> yes. It's over two hundred. No, no, it's under. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. hundred. Hold on. Let me tell you right now. Don't tell me. No, stop. No, you're not going to guess. Can I guess? The record. The record was the record. The record by Marvin Harrison back in the day because I wanted to break it mm-hmm. um, was 142 I believe okay so I'm going to say Michael Thomas had 125 okay 149 in the season he broke the record in 2019 damn, damn bro like when I say uh, uh, a machine a machine that was my last cup of tea that was my last that's stop. a lot I've never ever seen anybody work like Michael Thomas you said what year 2019 so that and was before the last he got couple hurt? years it's yeah. 40 catches, 16 catches. He mm. missed all of 21, right? So um, we got to see what this dude have, have left in him. But when I tell you, Damn. there's walkthroughs before the game. So the night before a game, home teams, 
the home team, the away team, they they everybody stays in a hotel. No distractions. Really? Yeah. No, Is that still true? Baby mama, stay away. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> Wifey, stay away. Girlfriend, stay away. We ain't yeah. doing that. Now, does players find a way? Of course. Always a way. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a little system. You know what I mean? You got these two top floors and securities at the elevators at the end. Of, yeah, this is this is the NFL. This is how it happens. Do you once you get up there, it's curfew. Stay home now, huh? I could have sworn they're allowed to stay at their own homes now. No, 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 no. The not, NBA not, does that. Yeah, that's the NBA, <laughs> not not the NFL. Ooh, NFL. So. This is a different like different a different monster. mindset. Like the, the way they the way they approach their players and 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 the game is is a, is, is a little different. Like you have curfew and you can't get off that floor unless you can, right? Oh. You got to be like the fires. You got to go at the fires. Yeah, you just got to. There's some tricks. There's some tricks. The old they call them do you old like, vet tricks. Do you like put the pillow. Nope, nope. In no. the bed and then the cover over. Yes, it, so it's like the dudes form do that because yes, because yes, that's for the younger players, right? Mm -hmm. When you're in camp or whatnot, like coaches might come in and peek in. You might not be there for the check. It's really the check. So if the curfew's at 11, 11. 15, mm -hmm. 11, 20, they're still checking, going to every room. Coaches are literally coming in, opening the door. Mm -hmm. But what And you're a grown man. You talk about <laughs> I had to tell them I was in Chicago. I was like, man, if y'all don't stop knocking on my damn door, I'm a grown but man. But what would stop a coach from being like, oh, okay, I see he's No, I'm asleep. No, they don't do that. Don't Lights do that? out. Lights out. Got it. Okay. You know, don't don't come wake me up. They don't want to do that. And hell, the coaches, for real, for real. They have to do this so all the receiver coach, the quarterback coach, the offensive lineman, they want to get home and get to sleep too. They want to go in their dorm and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So they're quick. Boom. You're in there. Good. Boom. Bye. Who now, if there's a player that is known to be deviant, deviant. now they might do a little extra. <laughs> they might do a little extra. What do you mean extra? They might come in, turn the light on, check, you know, hit your bid. You know right. what I'm saying? Throw so, something at you, see if you jump right, up. Right, right, what, right. What player, what positions used to get in the most trouble when it came curfew? I would say wide receivers. Definitely defensive players. Probably like CBs. Definitely sound like they'd be in trouble a lot. I could. You see know it. what? It, I, I would say. Uh, I feel like offensive linemen were the most responsible. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Always exactly. in their beds. Exactly. I feel like wide receivers I were out there wilding. D line, D line, and linebackers. I would say the linebackers. Yeah. And they were the worst. Wow. I would say wow. D line and corners, but but yeah. Wow. I was gonna say I said wide receivers and corners. Wow. Mm -hmm. Really? Wide receivers. We move different. We move. We we <laughs> pre Madonnas. Like we'll be pre Madonnas on the field. How we dress, what we want, all those things. But for the most part, like we the coolest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we, 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 you come in our dorm, we gonna be on the phone, we gonna be uh, chatting up with Boo. What is it called? Uh, pillow talking. You gonna be caking? Yeah, we doing all of that. <laughs> and what we doing is, what we doing is, we going to the coach, like you know the the ones, the dogs, right? The Stephon Diggs of the world, mm -hmm. the DeAndre Hopkins of the world. Hey, coach, I got, I need another room. That's how we operate. Like we, we just straight out there. There ain't oh. no hiding, ain't no nothing. I need yeah. another room, coach, because like <laughs> my massage therapist. Uh -huh. It's coming, and I might not be back in my room until 11.30, 11.45. And this is real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some dudes might buck the system and might try to play around a little bit. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't get back into your room until 10 o'clock and you got a 90-minute, mm -hmm. 120-minute massage, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not going to make that curfew, right? And so the, now what it is, it's, Coach, do you want me available tomorrow or not? Because this is what it's going to take. Y'all got me in the damn meetings and doing all this other stuff and recovering until 10 o'clock. I'm not in my room until 10.30. I got, I got to do my stuff. Hmm. 
All right, so I don't even know what the question is. I feel a lot like Ashley. Note to self. I, I, don't I, I mesmerized myself. We were, were we talking about? We were, we were on players that had most approved, so yeah, okay. maybe we, we might have went off track. All right, can, we, can, we, can, we, can we, we reset the show real quick? Reset it. Reset reset it. Reset yeah. the show. And then we'll move on. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. But um, yeah, well, you're listening to Paper Route, right? Channel 103 Faction Talk, and I'm here with Brandon Marshall, Ashley Nicole Moss, and we're talking football. We're talking NFL, and right now we have a story – it was uh, per Josh Alper of Pro Football Talk. Khalil Mack, he says that he and Joey Bosa haven't even come close to their potential. Now, if you remember the Chargers, they traded for Khalil Mack in 2022, but Joey Bosa had a groin injury that took him out from <laughs> week three almost to about a few, a few games left in the regular season. So we really got a small sample size between those two. Uh, but I want to start there. We're going to talk really the Los Angeles Chargers and whatnot. But those two, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, you think those two can be like the best duo in football if we're talking, talking defense alignment? Absolutely. I mean, who could be better? You're talking about it as a tandem, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so Khalil Mack is an absolute freak. Um, you know, when, when they made this trade, when, when Chicago um, shipped them to L.A., to the Chargers, like I was shocked. Like, man, they the Chargers are really getting after it. They're 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 trying to get it done here. Um, Bosa, um, outside of the last year, year and a half, everyone said that Joey Bosa was the better Bosa. Yep. Right. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Nick Bosa. Nicky's that guy. Nicky is Nicky that guy. Nicky's that guy. Nicky's that guy Joey's now. Good, but jo- but Joey um, is a freak. He was just beat up last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, those two healthy and out there. Um, I don't see anyone better. You got uh, you got you got Cleveland, but j- j- you know Clowney's not there anymore, and Clowney was on one leg or a half of one leg. Um, who else do you have out there? Um, I'm thinking honestly, the, 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 the 49ers, their entire front four is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, front. The Dolphins have a good front line. Dolphins have Bradley a great Chuck, front. Um, you have Lucas. you have the you know the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some. There's nothing else. better. Yeah, they, I mean they'd have to be the best tandem there. Yeah, especially when you're just looking oh, at the well, DNs. Oh, you got Philadelphia. Yeah, got but DNs, no. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's really, there's really no comparison. Mm-mm. So, but, so, 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 were. to me, to me, uh, the potential as a duo, um, we're talking about like all the individual accolades, all the uh, the tandem accolades. I mean, they can literally shatter all of those records. Um, I think their their hair is going to be set on fire. I think they 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 understand that. You know, they don't have a lot of time to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that the team invested in them. Like, when you're a player and you get paid that much, you know what time it is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you best believe Khalil Mack making the money he makes and Joey Bosa making the money he makes. He know that the team is saying, you guys are supposed to be the ones that walk us into the Super Bowl. Right. Right? So I expect big things from them, but I expect big things from their entire defense. That's you what have I'm a, saying. Yeah, yeah. when when you have when you have a, a a front four front seven like that, it makes it easier uh, for James. It makes it easier for their young corner um, in in Asante Samuel Asante Jr. Samuel, yeah. Right, so it's going to make this entire defense better. This defense should actually be, you know, they have the potential to be a top five defense. Absolutely. I mean, we were just talking about guys with something to prove. J.C. Jackson, he was on that list. He's on the Chargers. You got Derwin James. You know who's has has all pro potential there. I mean, they yeah, like you said, they should be a top defense in the NFL. Now let's move over to the offensive side. You got a you know their quarterback Justin Herbert. 
you know, we saw them last year go down in the divisional. Was it the divisional round, wild card round to I the Jacksonville know, Jaguars? I, I don't even know. Yes. Like, yeah. That's what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they lost. I mean, it was actually a shocker. Nobody. Right. And it was in the last. Wasn't it like in the last like sixty well, they, seconds of the game? If well, I they remember blew like correctly. a twenty plus point lead. They that was, blew a twenty plus point lead. The Jacksonville Jaguars came back. But they blew a 20, point, 20 plus point lead, but I believe they still were leading. Wasn't it by three? They were still, like, they blew the lead, but they still had the lead mm-hmm. with like 60 seconds, if I'm remembering this correctly. And Jacksonville pulled off like this insane play and won the game. It was actually insane. Yeah. Wow. It was yeah. a complete meltdown. It but, was nuts. It but was Brandon, nuts. for, for your like, calls better than mine. Yeah, yeah. I may be getting the details slightly skewed, but I do remember it came down to the wire. Because yeah. I remember I was in, um, I remember my parents were on vacation. And my mm-hmm. dad was texting me about it. They were in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. My dad was texting me about it. And he was like, are you watching this? This is mm-hmm. insane. And yeah, I was no, like, well, yeah, I remember. Game. It was something crazy And everybody like thought Brandon State was going to get fired after that. Yeah, right? I remember right. something right. crazy. Because like like, he wasn't aggressive. That's what it was. He didn't do so- He wasn't aggressive in his decision making. Didn't he not kick the, I don't know. He did something. I got to get that game up. Doing something. Uh-huh. He didn't go for it or he didn't, I don't know. He did yeah. something that screwed them in the long run. So. But what are your expectations for the Chargers as a whole? Where do, they, where do you see them finishing next year? Yeah. Corey, I would say that, uh, man, and I don't think I'm far off here. I would Uh-oh. say that 90% of NFL executives will probably put Justin Herbert, probably 95% will put Justin Herbert in their top five, um, you know, in, in quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Um, and that's where it starts, right? Like, you need to find a guy that can lead the way there. And then, obviously, we just talked about the defensive side. This defense – has the potential to be a top five defense. Last year, banged up. It wasn't, you know, a great outing for them. So when you think about that and you pair them with Big Mike and also a healthy Keenan Allen. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen was in and out of the lineup last year. Um, and Eckler, they finally got that done. He is the most dynamic running back out of the backfield um, in the game. Like, he mm-hmm. can do so much. It's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. Right? Um, that's what it is. Like this, t- there's only a handful of teams really going into every single year uh, that can honestly say we have a chance. And I think the Chargers have a chance. Now, some of the things that's held them back, Ashley, um, this kid is going into his fifth year, I believe. Justin Herbert, can we fact check that? What year is this for Justin Herbert? Is it four going into four or going into five? And then also we can look at how many offensive coordinators has he had since he's been in the league. You. This is going into four. So he's going into four. And how many offensive coordinators has he had, right? I believe maybe this is his third offensive coordinator. That is a problem, right? And so that's a huge challenge. And then also Brandon Staley is a huge challenge, right? I'm surprised he's actually back. Yeah, like does he have his confidence still? That's the question. Like as a play caller, as a coach, you like you said, you if you're aggressive, be aggressive. Mm -hmm. But what I don't like is when players or coaches change. Go ahead. His third offensive coordinator. But what I don't like is when we let the media or the fans dictate how we approach the game or change how we how we approach the game. If you're a shooter, shoot. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be aggressive and you want to go on fourth, live and die by it. Like we say, live and die by the three. Live and die by going, going on it for fourth down if that's what you really believe. Mm-hmm. But now you're outside yourself because your ass got tight 
and, and that's what we say in ball. <laughs> at me like, that's what we say. Yeah, it's got time. No moments. That's what happens. Clutch moments. Fourth quarter. We got two minute drive. Mm-hmm. And then you see, then you start seeing offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators start doing this. When they start doing this, Ashley, that means they ass got tight. Duh. <laughs> it's like, coach, what you doing? We ain't do an all out blitz all all year. Now you gonna say all out blitz? What right. is going on? Your ass got tight, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why, coach? Uh, what the call? All go special. All go special. You know they're in cover. Like, what are you doing? Your ass got tight. Yeah. But anyways. Um, so, so basically, Brandon, what you're saying is that Kellen Moore is going to be the answer. That Kellen Moore is going to get them say over Kellen, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say Kellen Moore is the answer. I looking, like Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore was yeah. just what? He was your – what do you think, Ashley? He's a, he was in Dallas. Did you like Kellen Moore? I like Kellen Moore. I think he has fresh um, – Ideas, I think, for the Dallas Cowboys offense. However, it ran its course. It ran stagnant. Mm-hmm. I think that he was continually running plays for a quarterback that I don't think Dak Prescott is anymore. If you look, uh, Dak's game has changed since his injury, which, mm-hmm. I mean, is expected. He doesn't nearly run the ball as much. Mm-hmm. He's a lot more um, apprehensive to run. He used to run a lot more fearless before that injury, and you can ex- you can expect that. He wants a long career, and that was a gruesome injury for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's someone who tends to hold on to the ball a little bit longer. He wants to pass the bo- ball more. Um, so for Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott, they were never on the same page, I feel like, when it came to calling certain plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in a new situation, Kellen Moore will be good, but he's also not the most creative. Mm-hmm. So it's a strike against him in that regard. He's mm-hmm. not he's not the most creative when it comes to play calling. It gets a little bit um, redundant. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit um, I think expected. That was more, I think that was Coach McCarthy, though. No, Kellen Moore is like, not very creative when it comes well, to this Well, I, I say that because, like, why did he leave? Like, it, it ran its a- course. It, him and Dak were no longer um, – there was no lo- – simpatico, as we say. Simpatico. It was no longer – it was nothing – there was nothing any that one could do for the other. It was, it was amicable. It was an amicable it was split. It just ran its course. unilateral move. Yeah. Right? Why couldn't you just stay in Dallas as the offensive coordinator? And maybe it's that, what you said, simpatico? Simpatico. Simpatico, Ashley Nicole, Ashley Nicole Moss's word of the week. You know who he reminded me of? When Jason Garrett first came to the Cowboys, it was like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then it, no. you quickly realized, no, it's not cool. No, I feel like I feel like the reason. <laughs> it was no, like that. It was no, there's no that's creativity. Coach McCarthy. No. That's Coach McCarthy. Kellen Coach McCarthy's mm-hmm. offense has been the same since he was in damn Green Bay in 2008. It's the same hand signals, the same things. Like, I feel like. And I don't know this, Ashley. I'm, so I don't want to. I don't want you to think that I'm just trying to be argumentative right now. I'm just saying this could be um, part of the scenario where he probably looked at Coach McCarthy like, "Man, you put me in a box running the shit that y'all used to run back in Appleton, Wisconsin, in 2008, 2009." Eli Manning ran the same thing. You think that Kellen Moore is a creative play caller? I don't know. I I, I think well, that well, you have I, years of, of. I don't. I, Because there's so much more to it, right? Like, you don't know. um, Just because he's calling the plays don't mean that he's doing, he can do his own thing. Sometimes the often the, the head coach may come in and say, this is what I want this week, or this is what I want on this play. In this moment, he could get in, into Kellen's ear and say, this is what I want. And I'm bringing those things up is because he made a uni, unilateral move, which means that there was a problem. Maybe it was a, with, with Dak. Maybe it was with Coach McCarthy. Coach McCarthy... He may have not given him the full reins. We don't know. I don't know. 
Real so. quick, Brandon, before we move on, can the Chargers take down the juggernaut that is the Kansas City Chiefs in their same division, though? Yeah, I, I think they absolutely can. Uh, this is an offense that can um, easily put up 30 points in any any game. And then defense, it comes down to defense, right? Yeah. So defensively, can these guys get after Patrick Mahomes? We've seen this uh, two years ago in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we've seen this even this year. You know, if you're able to actually get after Pat, he can make some mistakes, right? He's yeah. not Superman all the time. Right, right. Yep, yep. So we'll see there. All right, moving on. Aaron Rodgers, he showed up for his first day of OTAs for the Jets this season. And Brandon, you know, you made the point earlier, I think it was in our production. I mean, it's something that we don't see Aaron Rodgers do that often. But it obviously meant a lot for him to be present for the first day of, uh, you know, it was non-mandatory OTAs as well. So, you know, what does this mean, Brandon? What message does this send to Aaron Rodgers' new teammates? I mean, there's a lot here, right? Um, this is why... Players need to understand their power, right? Um, and 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 then also these teams need to understand um, how important being there in the offseason is, right? And, and so what am I saying? The last couple years, Aaron Rodgers not happy with the Green Bay Packers. He doesn't show up, right? Probably one of the reasons why they didn't have a great year last year. You know, a lot of talk about you know, Aaron Rodgers not investing into the younger wide receivers, right? You're calling these guys out, but you're not there. Why aren't you gathering these guys in the offseason and going on these retreats and developing that chemistry and then actually getting on the same page? They need that, right? And so I say that because that relationship between a, 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 a player and their organization um, going through that, you know, negotiations – like that's a big deal because that can literally hurt your team. And a lot of a lot of head coaches, a lot of general managers, they just think about the business. All right, if it takes up until camp, that's what we're going to do. Well, I thought the goal was to win. Like obviously, you know, you got to put together good deals because you want to sustain success. So you can't just give everybody what they want. But it's important to go through that process the right way. And so now you see Aaron Rodgers with the 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 Jets, and the only thing I keep hearing. From Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers' mouth is that this fan base is starved and deprived mm -hmm. of, of 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 a Super Bowl. They deserve it. They want it, and so he understands what's at stake, and that's why he's there, right? He understands that if he's not there, there's going to be that continued talk. It could and it could lead to more distraction for a team that's already in the the number one media market in the world. Mm -hmm. So Aaron Rodgers there um, says a lot about where his mindset is, where mm -hmm. this team's mindset is. It's literally all or nothing. That's what it is, yeah. right? Because Aaron Rodgers could, could, could be doing what Lamar Jackson's doing right now. Lamar Jackson said, I'll show, I'll show, I'll see y'all later. He's not at OTAs right now. He said, I'll see y'all later. I mean, he's also not on a new team. Uh, but that's a problem. Though. Yeah, well, that was, that was going to be my question. Is, right? is that a problem? Mm-hmm. He, Aaron Rodgers is on a new team, new personnel, new teammates. That's right. Not showing up would be disrespectful. Right. You, you're new here. So we here, get here, it. You're a vet, is, but you're new here. Yeah, Baltimore so, Ravens, man. Lamar Jackson. That system is Lamar. What, are, what does he need to show up to OTAs for at this point? Because and he you, also mentioned he's showing up week two. What does that mean, too? What is like? I, I wanted you to consider that in your answer as well. So week two OTAs. Yeah, week two of OTAs. Yeah. So, so he misses. He misses week, week one. He's but missing a week. Yeah. yeah. So. Again, it's just leadership, right? Um, you know, what they expect is for 
those guys that they pay to show up and be there. They want to see you there uh, 95% of the time, right? 90, 95% of the time. We need you you to uh, uh, participate, all right, and be present. Quarterbacks, they want you there every single day, all right? And this is where that chemistry is formed between the quarterback and his wide receivers. You got Odell Beckham Jr. there. You got the young guy there. Now, obviously, I'm sure they're doing things in the offseason that we don't know of. They probably already connected and did some things. But from an organization, what they want is all their guys to be there. As an individual, I can tell you this. As an individual, you get better doing it your own on your own time, your own way. Because it's a cookie-cutter approach when you have 90 guys in an off-season program in one locker room, in one weight room, uh, with only a handful of support staff that's taking you through what you need to do to get better, right? So that's why you see guys, and we talked about this with DeAndre Hopkins yesterday, like I'm opting out. Like I need to stay here so I can get better. I got my people that really know my body, and that's going to give me two, three hours just on me. An athletic trainer can't do that. Mm-hmm. athletic trainer got to see 30 guys in an hour. You think they're going to sit there with anybody for two, three hours? That's what it takes. This is a nine-to-five job. But as a team, right, and this is where it gets really sticky and it gets tough, as a team, you have to be together, right? And that's what OTAs is for. So Aaron Rodgers um, is there. That says a lot about where he's at with the Jets. Lamar missing a week is not a big deal. Um, Maybe there's something else that came up. But if he was to miss, you know, a few weeks, that mm-hmm. would be a problem. That would be a huge problem. That would be a big story. That would be right there on your board right there. They mm-hmm. would be talking about Lamar Jackson's not a leader. That's what they would say. Mm. That's exactly what they would say. I mean, we're, we're talking about missing five days. That's why I said it's not a big deal. This is like it's not, not an issue. Correct. It's a non-story. Like, it's just not. You think it was just like a planned vacation? What if his vacation think ran a little long? Yeah. What if he was like, you know what? I'm in Mexico. I want to stay a couple more days, get my mind right, get my body right, just <laughs> get my work on my swing a little bit more. I'll, I'll see you all in six days. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Could he? Could he? He's be, not missing he, the season. Could, could he be petty? Like, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all took me through the ringer to get this deal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm got, gonna let it linger over just a little. He got bit. his money. <laughs> He's happy. It could be that he had other things scheduled. It's we're. We're in the words of Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice. No, practice. No, actually, don't. We talking that. about it practice. Matters. It it's matters. Five days, Brandon. No, it's not. But yes, he's I, going I, I, to be there. It's well, hold five on, hold days. On. It's not that. Let's deep. be clear. I'm with you. Five days, not a big deal. So for you to say he's showing up week two, not a big deal. But the off season is critical, right? This is our time to sit down. It's like, you know, quarterbacks and wide receivers got to get on the same page. Because the way OBJ runs a 15-yard comeback, it could be totally different night and day the way Bates run a 15-yard comeback. So what we're doing is we're, we're, we're getting those reps. We're learning each other's body language. Yeah, we're also real. getting down our hand signal and also our nonverbal communication. Yee, yee, yee. Yee, yee, yee. Uh-uh. What does that mean? Like, oh, shit, remember last time they ran two men and we had the same combination on? What happened? We talked about that at the cafeteria. We also watched films. So now I want you to do this, right? There's 150 of those type of scenarios that can come up. Playbooks are are, are thick. The play the playbooks are deep, right? Is that a pause moment? No. That ain't a pause moment. No. Okay, we're good. You got to go through all those scenarios. I once seen Drew Brees after Friday's practice Okay, I'm in a weight room, and I'm on a stairmaster. 
doing my old man workout. Mm-hmm. I look out, everybody's gone. Some dude's still in the cafeteria because every Friday they used to bring those little oysters, amazing oysters. And I look out, I'm like, damn, why is Drew Brees out there? And he's and he's just standing in the mirror and he's just rocking, he's doing this. I go to the strength and conditioning coach, I'm like, yo, what is he doing? He said, he's going through every single play and every situation that could potentially come up against those plays. So if you say you have trips right and you have drag and line on the backside. So now he what he's doing is, okay, like how does drag and line looks against cover one? What about uh, cover two, cover three, cover four, five, two man, all these different scenarios. So he's working through that. There's a hundred and something those plays in there, right? So now he's doing that, but now in the off season and then throughout the year, you got to do this with all your guys. Defense is totally different. Everybody can mess up and one guy can save the day, right? Offensively, like you got to have 11 guys on one accord to make this work. Now, are there exceptions? Are there times where, you know, there's a breakdown and somebody overcomes and it makes it makes it work? Yeah. But for the really good teams and the really good offenses to really thrive, everybody got to be on the same page throughout 60 minutes. And we're talking about almost 72 plays a game. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, now, as a player, what was the most important part of the offseason for you? Like, when was it? That you and the quarterbacks gaining all of the you know the chemistry that's, that's needed for the season is it the beginning of OTAs is it you know that that time in between OTAs and camp when you guys yeah. are just on your own is it in camp when was the most important time of the off season? Um, I think it's it's all important. Um, the the first couple of weeks you're not you don't have a ball out there you're literally just uh, working out mm-hmm. your conditioning that's all you're doing and you do some some board work you get in the classroom you do some of that work. Um, for me, where it got exciting is when we actually you know, did team drills, seven on seven, one on ones, those type of drills. Cause that's where I can really take what we what we talked about, mm-hmm. um, what we took from the board, installation, installing our offense, and actually was able to go out there and 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 try it against our defense. So that's what I enjoy uh the most about the off season program. Interesting. Ashley. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I mean, how, how do you feel? How do you feel about you know the the Jets? How do you feel about the the Ravens? You know, heading in, just those two teams in particular because those are the teams we were just talking about. How do you feel about them going into next season? Listen, man, I have no smoke with the Jets. Yeah. I've I've said this before. It's the other team that plays there that I have a problem with. So, yeah. I hope it works out for the Jets. You know, they've been a long suffering organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope the fans. I hope this turns out to be everything the fans expected to turn out. Do I think that this is a Super Bowl team? Do mm-hmm. I think that they're going all the way? I have my I have my uh, apprehensions mm-hmm. about it, but um, I think that they're going to be a very successful team. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if this is going to be the microwave Super Bowl that everyone's expecting. Yeah. Um, Baltimore, obviously, very excited for Odell Beckham and uh, Lamar Jackson specifically. Happy he got that deal done. Um, I think that this is going. I think that this is going to be a team that surprises a lot of people, and I mean mm-hmm. that in the best way. Um, I know that there's been a lot of question marks about Lamar Jackson, specifically as a quarterback, as a leader, as a passer. I think all of that's going to be silenced this year. I think he's going to have an exceptional year, and I'm very, very excited to see it. I'm very excited for him. Yeah. Oh, do we have a surprise? I just checked my text. I think we do. I think we're waiting on the word, but it is coming up soon. Is it Devontae happening or Smith. not? Is it happening or not happening? What are we talking about? Oh, Smitty. it is happening. Smitty. I was texting with him. Yeah. 
happening? Our guy Smitty, he's coming on here in a oh, few. Second. Just a second. Just okay. Do you wanna you wanna tell the people you, what we got coming? You can up? go ahead and tell the people. Okay, we got Devonte Smith coming on mm-hmm. in a couple of minutes. This is live. It's happening. Yeah, we're gonna be live with Devonte in a second. So maybe we can ask him his questions about OTAs and if it's important or not. Yeah, no, I think those will be good ones. Absolutely. And you're texting him. What is he saying? Um. <laughs> he just said to me don't start no shit won't be no shit and i said oh, i'm gonna start it he says damn i thought we were better than that i'm gonna give him a hard time so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well so we have uh Devontae smith coming on um that was a surprise we didn't know if this was going to happen today right mm-hmm. um so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to the bathroom and I'm gonna get ready. Ashley, do you wanna you wanna you you want to ask the what? first question? You'll ask the first question. You're gonna go to the bathroom now. Yeah, I'm gonna go ready? to the bathroom. We got a couple minutes. Get ready to do. What's... I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Corey, you wanna scoot on out of here and do the same thing? Cause I know, <laughs> I, know right? I know that's happening <laughs> in the next ten minutes or so. I'll go to the bathroom. Right now? I guess it'll just be the Ashley show. Y'all want me to tell some jokes? Like no, you want me to? Well, we, I got another topic for you though. Tom Brady became a minority owner for the Raiders. What are your thoughts on that? Did he really? Yeah, he did. That's cool. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. Um, I mean, we we always talk about it too. Like it's something that players should, you know, should do more often. It's a space that they should, you know, they should uh, occupy. You know, he he's obviously, you know, made that move. I think that'd be a good move. For him. Vegas is about to be a crazy sports town, and I think I'm Brady listening. knows that. And he's yeah. getting in before. That might be what he's it doing. gets a little hectic to get in. I just would have thought um, he would have did it. You know, he would have, uh, you know, gotten ownership was in the team that he had maybe ties to. No. Do you guys no. think Vegas fits Brady though? Like fits him as a person? For sure, I think Brady. Tom Brady's a really intelligent businessman. Like if you've heard his um, like seminars he's been a part of, or if you will sit down, like he did something recently with Boardroom, I believe, where they kind of like spoke about his business mind, and I can definitely see it. I mean, Vegas is up and coming. It's the next city that's going to have major sports teams. It's only that's a matter right. of time till it gets a basketball team. Only a matter of time till it gets a baseball team. Yeah. Um, I already heard that the, the Oakland A's are, are maybe making that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I that have an he's for just that. getting Is in there something else I can help ahead with? of the curve yeah. um, before it kind of gets a little too hectic. But I'm not surprised by this in the slightest. Brand, stop walking in my shot. I'm back. We talking about business. What happened again? Brady is now no, yeah, a minority owner Brady. in the Raiders. Why Vegas? Vegas is the next up and coming sports town. You like this move? I love this move. I think Brady, I was just saying, I think Brady's extremely intelligent um, when it comes to business, and Vegas is next up. You know, it's only a matter of time to the A's relocate there. Right. Only a matter of time to they get a basketball well, they team said, there. They said uh, the owner, uh, was it Mark Davis, said he mm-hmm. didn't want the A's. He's still beefing with Oakland. Well, Oakland's still beefing with him, so mm-hmm. there's right. that. Yeah, I, but. I like this. I do. I, I, I heard what you said. Um, I do believe that, you know, Vegas will be the – uh, headquarters for sports. Yeah, it's only right. a matter of time before they get a basketball team. I mean, you think about F1, it's going to be out there. November. It's November, the Super Bowl is out there in February. Um, Vegas is, but all you, the fights are you know out why? there. You know why? Because it's Sin City and you can do some deviant things and then go about your business. No, it's be. I, I, what do I you truly do when be, you go to I Vegas, tru- by tru- the way? I truly believe. Oh, okay, sidestep. I, <laughs> I truly believe. Um, I, I chill. I like to get in. I'm going to answer your question because you want to get messy, mm-hmm. right? What I do when I go to Vegas, um, I'm in bed. Let's reverse engineer. I'm sure you are in bed. I'm in bed by 1215. I'm not out. 
East Coast time or Vegas time? Local time, Vegas time. So that's like 3 a.m. No. Our time? Yeah, but the, the parties don't get started till 1, 2. All right, guys. We got Devontae ready to go. I don't oh, believe got... you, but okay. And so, all right, we got Devontae. <laughs> we got Devontae. Okay, so I'll finish my thought later. Nobody wants to hear from me. Ashley didn't want to hear from me all today. Well, did I annoy you today? You annoy me every day. Okay. <laughs> all right, so why don't, you intro, why don't you intro our next live superstar that's gracing paper out? You want me to intro it? Okay. Listen, guys, I'm so excited for our next guest. He is a personal friend of mine. I'll tell that story when he gets on. But he also, our friendship gets a little weird during football season. So I'm, I'm preparing for it to get very weird in a few months. But I'm so happy for all of his success. One of the nicest people you will ever meet. Don't let his quietness fool you. When you know him, he's he's a talker. Everybody give it up for Devontae Smith, a.k.a. Smitty, a.k.a. Smitty. Slim Batman. Is that Smitty. what they call him, Slim Batman. Smitty, they still call you Slim Batman? Yeah, it's it kind of sticking. Okay, I'm not <laughs> mad at it. Listen. Yo, what's up? How, how are you How are you friends with a uh, Cowboys <laughs> fan? Like, how, like I guess you want to get into you want me the, to story? Tell the story. Like, can y'all tell? Can y'all tell yeah, the people? Yeah, you tell it. You tell okay, it. Okay, so funny story. When I was at Sports Illustrated, I covered the Super Bowl in LA, and Devonte came to our. I guess it's not a booth. It's like our area for an interview, and we played beer pong. There was no beer; it was just the cups. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, and you know, he's he's shy at first, and right. then we're talking. We're doing. I'm asking questions, and it came up. You know, who is your football team and obviously Eagles fan and I Eagles player and I said oh I'm a Cowboys fan and you should see the look <laughs> on his face in this video he looked like he was having the best time and then I said oh I'm a Cowboys fan and he said what <laughs> and it was just ever just since then stuff. we've been cool it, our friendship gets a little weird during football season but for the rest of the year it's sensational yeah, listen, I don't know how you deal with her, bro. Like, she, I don't know if I've been annoying her today or she's been annoying me all day today, but we're happy to have you. Um, you're in Philly right now. We just talked about OTAs. Uh, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers being in OTAs and Lamar Jackson coming in in week two. Um, how's it going for you guys, right? And, and Ashley, I think you should ask that question, your favorite question, but you guys obviously were in the Super Bowl last year. High hopes for you guys. Some would say that you guys – um, overachieved, uh, but here we are, right? You get your quarterback signed. He signs a big deal. You got the well. I know you said the slim Batman, Bat, Batman, Black Batman. You no, got the slim other Batman. Yeah, you got the other Batman out there, AJ Brown, right? So you guys got some amazing things uh, happening there. What is going on in Philly right now? How are you guys doing? Um, I feel like everything going smooth. You know, guys getting getting back at it. Uh, long season coming off a of Super Bowl, so. You know, kind of guys was resting and things like that, but now you know, wrapping it back up, getting the timing and things back down, just getting back into the motion. That's good. You hear that, Ashley? He's talked about timing. So Ashley basically tried to uh, use the Allen Iverson um, um, quote. <laughs> we're like, talking about we're, practice. We're talking about practice because we were talking about Lamar missing week one. Do you do you find OTAs to be effective and important? Uh, we really want your honest answer. Um, I think once you get back on the field, like with the team, I feel like that's important. The first few weeks, I feel like if you come, it's okay. But if you don't, it's not going to hurt anybody. If you're training with your trainer, you know, in the weight room and things like that, that's fine. But I feel like, you know, getting back with the team, come back around and get back on the field, I feel like that stuff matters. 
See, he said it's not going to hurt anybody if you don't come, but you're doing your own thing off the field. You hear that? So what happens right now, if Jalen wasn't there week one, how how how, how would everybody feel? Oh, no. Nah, I think that's the one position you got to be him. You, oh, you okay. got to. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm probably Reel right. it back in. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, we talk about the Eagles. We talk about Jalen. We're talking about you. And we have this conversation often, or at least I do, this this legend, this urban legend, or myth, rather, of the Super Bowl slump. Both you and the Chiefs obviously went to the Super Bowl. We know how that turned out. Do you guys believe, or do you specifically believe in the Super Bowl slump? Does it make does it take teams that were in the big game a little bit harder to get back into the rhythm of things? Or do you think that's just mind over matter? I think it's a mindset. You know, some people, they're okay with just making it there and being there one time and that's that. Um, for us, you know, it's hunger, not finishing the right way, wanting to get back there, especially with the guys that's in this building. A lot of the guys have been there um, before. So just making sure we get back there and finish it the right way. I think it's just the mindset of the team and, you know, everyone around the building. What are you guys missing? Is there anything out there you're like, you know what, this if we can if we can overcome this one thing, we'll be right where we left off last year? Um, turnover. That's that's the reason I feel like we lost the last one. We had that one big turnover that um as an offense we gave up seven points. I mean that was that was basically the difference of the game. Uh bro. Watching you guys last year, I, I got to be honest, I was surprised uh, how dominant you guys were and how good you guys were, right? And then just breaking down the offensive side, like y'all brand of football is the brand of football that I absolutely love. And I think that more uh, coaches should embrace. And the way I, I look at how you guys approach ball is like, look, it's about matchups. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's simple. It's not about all these plays. It's about the players, right? Like if you're going to stack the box, you know, we got – uh, the Batmans. I'm gonna call y'all the Batmans outside. I didn't know they called you the Black. What they what they call Slim Batman. Slim mm -hmm. Batman. I didn't mm -hmm. know they called you Slim Batman. But we got the Batmans outside, right? And look, if you if you dare to to, to go one on one, we're gonna throw jump balls, we're gonna throw go balls, you know, slant stops, all of that stuff. And then if you want to take my guys out, then we're just gonna run the ball. You guys can beat people through the air. You guys can beat people on the ground, right? Um, what makes y'all offense so special, bro? Uh, like you just said, being able to do both things, um, not one-dimensional. And that's something that, as an offense, we always joke around with the offensive line and the running backs. They tease us like, oh, yeah, we're running the ball today. Y'all not going to get no action. And the receiver, we just come back like, it's fine. Next week, they're going to load the box, and we're going to get our action. So just being able to be you know, diverse in what we do, not being able just to stick with one thing, but just switch it up. Well, I mean, speaking of the offense, uh, Jalen had a very has had a very eventful summer. He got his big deal. He got his masters. He became a mm. a sex symbol for ladies across America. Apparently, he's in the cover of Ebony and all these things. But going back to his contract, I mean, there were some people who were surprised how quickly that turnaround was and how quickly that deal got done. I, on the other hand, was not surprised. He is fresh off of a Super Bowl appearance. Were you in contact with him during that process or before that process? And was there any worry on your end or the offense in general that a deal wasn't going to get done? Um, nah, I mean, you know, Jalen, he kind of private. That's his business. We kind of let him do him. But I feel like everybody knew it was going to come. Um, he's a big part of this team. So everybody knew that the deal was going to be here. Everybody want him here. Everybody around the building loves him. So I feel like it was a no-brainer. Uh, talk to me about 
you know, y'all relationship, right? Like, how close are you guys? Um, how do you guys deal with, you know, keeping the main thing the main thing and, and keeping the selfishness out the building, the ego out the building? Uh, last year, during training camp, we had an opportunity to, 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 to sit with or go visit 12, the, 12 teams. Uh, one of our stops was in Cincinnati, right? So Joe Burrow's there. You have Jamar Chase. You have Boyd. Uh, and you also had T. Higgins, right? So we're sitting there, and, and before we went to practice, myself, Pac-Man, uh, had an opportunity to go, you know, have breakfast with them. And, bro, their relationship, their chemistry uh, was phenomenal, mm. right? Do you guys uh, hang out together? Like, and if you guys do, what are you doing? Can you guys describe a little bit about your relationship? Because when I saw them, I, I, I realized why they were so successful on the field because they – had no ego a part of it. They all were pulling for each other, and they all knew their roles. Um, with us, I think it's being able to distinguish business with having fun. When we're in the building, things like that, we know it's business. We're going to handle our business. But um, outside of here, I mean, we go eat together and things like that. Jalen might cook, or we may just cool. go bowling, things like that. And um, I think that's just what it is. You got to have a relationship off the field. So when you come to work, it's easy to get along with each other. You know, we bump heads on certain things like that. But in the, the day, we know it's because we want what's best for all of us. And we know if one get paid, you know, the next gonna get paid. We all helping each other. Um, I mean, I'm nothing without him. He's nothing without me. And with AJ, it's, it's the same thing. We all work with each other. We all helping each other. You know, get paid. Now you said cook. Now I know you claim to know how to cook. I've never actually seen it. He says I'm from Louisiana. We don't know how to cook. I don't believe him. <laughs> But you said Jalen. Who's the better cook here? What's Jalen cooking in the kitchen? We kind of cook the same thing. You know, him being from um, Texas, you know, Texas and Louisiana kind of, you know, same way, especially when you're Houston part, you know, kind of eat the same food. So we kind of cook the same thing, you know, jambalaya, we ball and things like that. Very, I like that. We were in Louisiana recently. I had some of that. It was actually very, yep. very delicious. Uh yeah yeah it was really good it was when really we went good to see Angel Reese really good yeah 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 and that yeah. was they had um Dak Prescott's jersey on the wall you no, know stop it stop Louisiana listen, boy listen, don't run. listen stay stay, stay with us let's don't, get don't. it let's get into it we're here we're, okay, we're here okay. let's get into it all right all right Smitty we're gonna get into this right now as you know <laughs> NFC East there has never been a back to back NFC East division winner I want to say in like ten years maybe longer mm-hmm. do you think that the Eagles will break the curse? Or is there a team in the NFC East that you think is going to give you a little bit of a run for your money? Keep it honest. I won't I won't judge you. I mean, I'm supposed to sit here and think that we're not. I'm just saying, is there a team that you think can get hey, out of hey, all the Smitty, teams in the S- NFC East? Which S- one do you think is going to give you a little bit, Smitty, run, running, you- a little bit of a run for your money to go ahead and, and get that back-to-back division title? Um, I would say... Really, all of them, being in this division, is, is not really easy. Um, you know, every team has, like, a hate side of it for the other team. So, I mean, it's never going to be easy. Every team will come out there and fight. Every team has great players. And then put on top the, you know, the hate that they have for each other, it makes it even harder. Mm. So, so out, oh, hold on, follow-up. Out of go. all the NFC East teams, which one, let's rank them in, in, in order <laughs> Of teams that the Eagles hate the most, okay? Or that you personally dislike the most. That you, when you play them, you want to give them the toughest time. Number one, number two, number three. Mm, That's a good one. I Hate is a strong word. I wouldn't just say I hate Strongly dislike. 
as a fan base, the Eagles for sure they hate Dallas. Like that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll go to Giants, then the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Listen, <laughs> that's uh, true. Well, let, I, I was going to talk about the the celebrity softball event coming up on June 10th, but I kind of like where we're at right now. <laughs> the the, the I, I, rivalry I really, of the I, NFC yeah, East? I, I really do. Um, when you guys sit down at the table and y'all talk about, you know, what the future could be, what comes up, right? You know, mm. you see Patrick Mahomes and what Tra- pa- Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey's been able to do. Um, who else is out there? You had Aaron Rodgers for a long time running that division. Um, you know, Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, Josh Allen, you know, new wave uh, uh, of, of superstars. You know, what Josh Allen's been able to do with Stephon Diggs over the last couple of years. Like, what, what, what do you guys see in y'all future? Um, Like you just said, those guys that's been doing it, that's been together, you know, trying to build the same thing. Um, we all want to be here for a very long time. Um, really don't want to go nowhere else. So just building that to where everybody in this um, building – Howie to um, Sirianni, you know, those guys, they're comfortable with us and want to keep us here so we can keep um, building and, you know, bringing everybody in, making everybody feel like it's family. That's the one thing I can say that I enjoy the most about being around here. It's, it feels like family. You don't feel like, oh, you're just going to work and after that you're just going to go home. Like, you actually enjoy being here, actually enjoy being in the building around these guys. Mm. How did how did the team feel about during the draft process, this past draft, you know, there was reports that other teams in the NFL, other GMs and front offices were mad at the Philadelphia Eagles for doing so well in the draft. Is that something that you guys kind of walk around with as a, as a badge of honor? Like we're, we're doing what y'all wish you could do or you just kind of laugh and you keep it pushing? I mean, if, if they hate you doing something right. Mm, just like that. Just like that. Um, how the hell did you get all these guys to uh, commit to your celebrity softball event going down uh, June 10th, bro. Like, I keep saying this guy commit. You got Saquon Barkley to come? How the hell you get Saquon Barkley? I thought y'all was rivals. It, they're playing softball, not football. It don't matter. What are we talking about? You heard what Kobe and Jordan used to say. Like, I ain't your friend. We talk after we done playing ball. But talk to me about, uh, you know, some of the guys that's committed. Talk to me about what's happening um, June 10th. And give us a little bit of background of, you know, what you guys are doing, what, what you are doing in community. Um, You know, it's just a time, you know, guys on OTAs and things like that. You know, a time for guys to just step away from football um, before, you know, getting back into it. Time to see who the real athletes are, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Going out there playing softball, you see some stuff, you like, yeah, he, he ain't got it. <laughs> But, so, uh, worst thing they can tell you is no. So, you know, I just ask around, ask guys, uh, either they're busy or they're not. Um. Some, some people don't feel comfortable playing it. Some do. So, you know, just getting out there and then just being in the community, um, you know, being able to help people. Um, well, I'm from a small town. You know, you had different organizations reaching out to the community, helping. So just being able to do the same thing um, that I grew up seeing. It's interesting that you confirmed Brandon Marshall and you asked him to play in your charity game because I don't think he could hit a softball. What? <laughs> so I don't really – I just hope he's not on your team because I don't think he's very good at it. Just going to put that out how, there. How, how about this? How about this? Smitty, I've seen him play basketball. Smitty, do you, do you, do you uh, give out an MVP award? Yeah, yeah, you do. You do? Yeah. I mean, what are you giving us? Are you giving us like a Suburban, some type a of A Suburban? Car, a Rolex? <laughs> what are you nah, nah, I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. What? <laughs> All right, so we get a trophy. What do I get? 
Yeah, you get a trophy. All right, bet. So I'm guaranteed that I'm the MVP of this celebrity. Against Saquon game. Barkley? I don't, Sa- I don't think so. I don't think so. Thank you. Who so. you got? Who you? It's actually people out there that can actually like play mm. baseball. Mm. Give me some. Who you you bringing out? Uh, baseball players. You bringing out King Griffey Jr. No, Who you bringing out? I, I can actually play baseball. Mm. AJ can actually play baseball. Jake Elliott can actually play baseball. Mm. Jalen can actually play baseball. Like it's guys mm. that actually played baseball growing up. That's really good. Yeah, but like I'm gonna be diving for balls. Y'all not doing that. I'm gonna be center field <laughs> diving what? for diving for balls. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm gonna be doing all of that, and I'm probably gonna smack at least two out the park. Okay. So I, yes, my 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 mitt my mitt work is gonna be phenomenal, mm-hmm. and my bat work, I mean, it's gonna be undeniable. Who are you most excited about? Um, who surprised you? You reached out to all these guys. Can you name a few guys that are coming that's confirmed? And who surprised you when he's like, "Yeah, I'm coming." Oh, uh, you when when I was at the gym and you was like you was pulling up that that surprised me. Really? Uh, Why? Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't take you for a. a baseball type guy he's not you're yeah. gonna learn the hard way <laughs> but you're gonna learn that the hard way so. right. yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go out there in the cages and practice you no know I, you know I had to get ocho ocho that was dope i had to get ocho there um was he cool dang. when you called how was how was ocho when you hit him Oh, he, he was he was ready for it. You know, he's like, man, let me know my jersey. So I my jersey color, I give him a cleats to match and all that. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. That sounds about right. That's dope. Listen, I want to go back to the draft for a second, because I remember when you were getting drafted and you were going through that process, there was a lot made of your weight or lack thereof and your build as a wide receiver. Looking back at that and looking at all the people who said that you weren't going to go ahead and be the type of wide receiver as dynamic, as durable as you have proven to be, what does that feel like to kind of just get the last laugh in that regard? Obviously you don't do it for those people, you do it for yourself, but Mm -hmm. it has to feel, um, there has to be a level of redemption that you may feel having the career that you've had thus far, having a Super Bowl appearance, probably going back at some point in the near future, and knowing that that was the biggest strike against you when you were going through your process. Um, uh, I, honestly, I don't know how to feel. I mean, I'm so nonchalant about things. It's just kind of like I expected this. It ain't no surprise to me. I mean, you feel some type of way it is what it is. Uh, you know, just keep keep watching, keep enjoying the show. Let me let me ask you this question, bro. When I was coming up, you know, we I hate to say his name. Uh, and oh, I know you got him confirmed, but TO, like I grew up watching TO. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I grew up watching like TOs of the world. Even the Reggie Waynes, they were a couple years ahead of me. And um Steve Smith, uh, Anquan Bolden, even Larry Fitzgerald took a lot from Larry Fitzgerald. And there's a few others that I'm I'm missing. Randy Moss was out there. Um who did who did you watch? Who did you appreciate? You know, who did you mimic your game after if you did anybody? Honestly, I, I didn't grow up necessarily watching like receivers. Like I was a huge Aaron Brooks fan. I was I'm a huge Saints fan. Like Aaron Brooks, that was like that was like my idol. Right. But once I started watching receivers, like Ocho, like I remember going on YouTube, watching Ocho at the park doing like his cone drills and things like that. I used to just go through that when I really started taking, like, football seriously. I would say Ocho is probably number one for me, him and Julio. 
Mm, Julio. Wow. We we spoke to DeAndre Hopkins yesterday, and I asked him, you know, at one point, he when you talked about your top five wide receivers in the NFL, he was in everyone's top five, if not one or two. And I asked him, as the league has changed, although he's still one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the league, he's not in those conversations anymore. Does he feel slighted by that? With you, I feel like we hear a lot about people's top five wide receivers, and you've done such incredible things with the Philadelphia Eagles so far and so early in your career, but you don't get that same spotlight. Do you feel slighted by that? Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nah, you know. I wouldn't put myself nowhere up there with those guys. Those guys, like, they have the numbers to speak for it and things like that. I still have a long way to go. Do I envision myself being there? Definitely, eventually. But as of now, I wouldn't put myself up there with, with the body of work those guys have put in year in, year out. Um, no, I wouldn't associate myself with that. Would you say you're top 10? Definitely, I would say top 10. Bro, okay. bro, 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 you had, you had, uh, 1,200 yards last year and seven TDs, and you had a dog on the other side, right? So that's mm-hmm. special. Like, think about that. You have and – and I don't even know how you guys approach that. How do you guys How do you guys keep the ego out the room? How you guys work? Because I had, like, Eddie Royal. I had 100 catches. He had 91. I had Alshon Jeffrey. I had 100 catches. He had 100 catches. I had Martellus Bennett as a Titan who was uh, doing this thing. Eric Decker was doing this thing. You know, we were doing it together. Like, how do you guys – like talk, talk to me about y'all partnership because wide receivers they deem us as divas, they deem us as selfish, and all those things. How do y'all manage that? It, it, I'm not gonna say it's easy. It's tough for sure, but um, I think it just comes down to like you know being a being a competitor. It's not being a diva, not being selfish, nothing like that. Like you want to feel like you're a part of the game. You want to feel like you're helping the team win and go in the right direction. So you know it'd be some games where I'm getting the targets, some games where. AJ getting targets and we we go to coach like hey coach and look I got I got touch I got touch the ball man we got to do something like it's not just being a diva or nothing like that it's just want to be a part of the team man you want to feel like you ain't got the guy on side of you fighting by himself that you fighting with him. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in the LeBron seat for a second. Remember when LeBron made his decision to go to Miami? He said not one, not two, not three, <laughs> not four. I want you to fill in this blank for me. The Philadelphia Eagles will be Super Bowl champions in blank years. And you can't sidestep it. You got to give me a number. I'm sidestepping it. You're going to sidestep it? I'm sidestepping it. It's called manifestation. Why are you sidestepping it? Because... I don't know. I'm just gonna okay. I'll, I'll I'll rephrase it. I'll rephrase. This is how this is how the professional will, athlete is trained. <laughs> Eliminate distractions. Will, no bulletin board I material. I will rephrase it. Given health permitted and being able to go ahead and keep this team intact, do you see it a high probability that this team will be Super Bowl champions in the next five years? Given what you guys have already accomplished, seeing how you performed last season or last year in the Super Bowl, knowing what you were missing, knowing the improvements that have been made. Would you say it's a high probability? I'm not going to get a guarantee, but a high probability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Uh, uh, strength of y'all team. When you look at your roster, like I don't know where there's a weakness. Maybe, well, I don't want to say this because you hear, I was going to say maybe the secondary. I love Slay, but could that be the weakness? Linebackers? I, I don't know. But uh, a lot of people would say you guys have depth uh, uh, throughout the roster, that you guys are uh, extremely strong. There may not be any weakness. 
where what makes this team go? Mm. No line. Mm. Just like that. Yeah, I mean those guys, Kelsey, Lane, a lot of like those guys, they and then they have Stout, great offensive line coach. Those guys like they see it, they know what to do. We know what to expect. They go out there and do it. Like without the offensive line, this team wouldn't be where it is. Those are the guys they, you know, they driving the boat. Driving let, the let boat. Done without them. Let me ask you about let me ask you about uh Jalen Hurts, right? Like, um, I don't think anybody was shocked that he got a got a deal, right? Because of the year y'all had and, and the way he approaches his business. Um, can you give us a glimpse of what makes this guy special? Um, I would say, you know, just his whole overall demeanor, the way he mm -hmm. goes about things, you know, handling business and then him just not settling for less. You know, you have guys that they be comfortable with where they are. For him, there there is no ceiling. Like it's the only way is up. He can only get better. And that's how he approaches things. Um, he never leaves the day thinking, Oh, I didn't do something right. He's gonna correct it. He's not gonna leave the building until it's corrected. Um mm -hmm. if it's something, you know, in a play calling or something like that that he doesn't like, he's not going to leave the building until it's understood and everybody knows what to expect. Listen, one of the things that make, like, we're in this new media space, bro, and we appreciate you blessing us with your time. You know, you practiced this morning or you had work to do. Um, so we appreciate you spending a couple minutes with us here. Uh, one of the things that makes our platform special, and there's others that, that are doing it as well, we're not the only ones, but you get – you know, uh, inside look and inside perspective directly from the player's mouth, right? Like, you, you know, you're going to give us, you know, these sound bites that other people can't get. So you're talking about Jalen Hurts and what makes him special. Give us one story, bro, that you can tell us one story that's like, yo, this happened and this is when everybody knew he was the guy or whatever it is. Give us one story that's like, wow. Um. I would probably say going back to college, mm. um, we we were playing we played Mississippi State and things like that, and you know it was a rough game and stuff, and it was like game on the line. They was trying to call a certain play, and he was like, "Nah, we don't need to do that. Like, we need to do this. I don't care who you put on the backside. Just put a slant on the backside. It's gonna be a walk-in touchdown, and like it happened. <laughs> and it's just stuff like that that like a lot of people don't see don't that." the understanding of the game to know what people are doing and things like that. Even in college at a young age, well, you know, you're just really getting into it. It's different from coming to high school, from high school to college. Like the level of maturity that he has is, is way different from anybody else that would be that age coming in. Him just having an understanding of the game. That's kind of where he hit me. Like, yeah, he different. Mm. Listen, I know that him and Jalen are homies and they're teammates, but when it comes to fashion, they be they be going at it. Yeah. For best dress. I mean, I don't know well, if you've seen their game day outfits. Hopefully well, we can we more, can pull that up. But like Smitty be putting it on. But he's more Smitty's very more like tailored, tailored suits. No, though. but Jalen wears tailored suits and stuff like that yeah. too. We see him wear it. I don't think I don't think I don't think anybody in the league competes with Smitty when it comes to the tailored suit. Well, he has a very um, you have a very uh, European NBA frame, which helps him wear certain things. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, talk, go ahead, go. <laughs> no, so that's yeah, a real that's, thing. Yep. Brandon and I have this conversation all the time, yep. and I say that NBA players, for the most part, outside of certain positions in football tend to be able to dress better because they're yes, longer and lankier. Cheat, so it's cheat a cheat code. code. Football players tend to be bulkier, more muscle. And unless you're talking about streetwear, 
a lot of European cuts like Tom Ford and Gucci and Prada, mm -hmm. they're for tall and slim, just like that's why you see certain types of models on the runway. So you can wear European cuts, whereas a Brandon Marshall may look a little, yeah. look a little nuts in a, glutes, in a tight glutes, European them glute, cut them suit. Them glutes and them hammies be <laughs> popping, boy. <Yeah. laughs> Let me ask you this question, Smitty. Um, fashion is taking over. Is 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 taking over sports, right? Or maybe vice versa. Sports is our, our athletes are taking over Both. fashion, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, streetwear is in. Dudes are into high fashion. Dudes are, are like, I mean, there's some amazing guys out there that's doing it. I would say that what you're doing is, is counterculture, right, to the times, right? Now, obviously, fashion always comes back, right? What we were in the 70s is now, you know, some of us wearing bell bottoms today. Suits is not necessarily in right now. When I got in the league, everybody was wearing suits. That was the thing. We weren't wearing jeans and cut jeans and doing that type of stuff. So while everybody's going over here into the streetwear, what made you say suits is my game? And I think you go, it goes back to college when you started really getting into His suits. Like, where did this come was from? Sick. Right. Where yeah. did this come from? Why did you pick suits as your lane? Uh, like like you said, the body, like the way I'm shaping things like that. Like I know it looked good on me. I know it's gonna fit me well and things like that. And then just you know, I grew up going to church and things like that. Going to church, you got to put on shirt and tie and things like that. So it was just always with me. Mm. And, you know, once I got to college, and you know, I was just like, okay, saving. He made us wear suits. So I was like, if I'm going to go buy a suit, I'm going to buy a suit that I like that look good on me. So <laughs> yeah, it stuck right. with me. Who's better dressed, you or Jalen? That's I'm a good myself. Okay, I, I didn't know if you were going to sidestep that one too. So I tried to, I tried to give you a little, a little something. We saw, we also, when we spoke to DeAndre Hawkins yesterday, he spoke about walking the runway in the Fear of God show during LA Fashion Week. Um, and I wonder, any interests from you? Ooh. You're, you're built like a model. You have the height. You have the build. Would you ever step into the fashion game in that regard? Uh, I don't know. You know, I get kind of anxiety and, and stuff like that, man. I, yeah, he did say it was nerve wracking. He did say it was nerve wracking. You know what I predict yeah. in his future? What? Him launching his own line. Really? I can see yep. him more being the face of a fashion house. Yep, I can see that. Hey, uh, we we're gonna let you go here in a few minutes, right? Um, but before we let you go, uh, I want to get something that can go viral. Um, so can you give me your top five uh, best dressed NFL players? I go me one. Ooh. Okay, mm -hmm. bet. Uh, I go Travis Kelsey. Ooh. I go Stephon Diggs. Mm. I go Jalen. Okay. Homer. Homer pick. <laughs> then on the low, be smooth. Don't nobody really pay attention to it. Bradbury. Ooh. The corner. Bradbury, your guy. Bro, you can't have two Eagles, right? Is he Technically it's three, because he put himself on the list. Yeah, bro. That's kinda like I don't I don't know if you're gonna get a lot of credibility from that. But I respect it though. That's yours. That's you your gotta top give, five. You gotta give number five to one player on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's a good one. You have to. That's we're filling in five with one player from the Dallas Cowboys. Who are you giving it to? Uh I say C D. CD okay. be putting it on. You see how he avoided the DAC? Sidestep DAC. He went C straight to the wide receiver. There, there you go. <laughs> hey, listen, brother. Um, I'm proud of you. Um, you're a true champion. You're a true pro. Um, I'm going to tell my son to, to, to watch guys like you. 
you know, you're really putting a blueprint together for, for you know, not only the guys that are coming after you and our youth, but dudes that are even older should be watching how you move, bro. Like, I re- always respected your, mo- your movement, your humility, and your confidence, right? Like, I, I think you said that earlier. Don't get it twisted just because he's quiet. Like, mm-hmm. bro, like that now. He's silent but deadly. Um, yep. So I'm excited <laughs> about the celebrity uh, softball game. Um, I, I, I have one request. Um, I don't want your trophy. Uh, can you please maybe like a uh, just a Rolex or something? It's nothing, bro. You making all this bread? I seen all the deals you're doing. Dick Sporting Goods. You on all the billboards? Come on, bro. Like just for for your boy. For I your have boy. a question. How come you didn't ask me to play? You don't think I can play? Softball? She was mad. She sent me the DM when 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 you confirmed. No, I, didn't, I wasn't mad that you were playing. I was mad he, that you stole my idea. But whatever. <laughs> How come you didn't ask me to play? You don't think I can hit a softball? You see these nails, your hair done and all that. The minute that dirt touch you, you're going to be complaining. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> I played sports. What do you mean? Ashley, you're going to call the game. Ashley's calling the game. And can you tell her, what? The, when I walked up to you when you was at uh, our, uh, Tampa with Yo Murphy at House of Athlete, um, then I walk up and I was like, yo, Ashley told me you got a softball game, bro. Did. Didn't I, isn't that the first thing I said? Did I come about me yeah. or did I come about us? What did I tell her? About y'all. Thank yeah. you. Don't cap for him. It's I, okay. I said me and Ashley we'll want to cover it. I said me and Ashley <laughs> want to come out. We would love to, you know, spend some time, you know, covering the event. And bro said yes. And then bro, I was shocked. He said, you want me to, want me to play softball? Just know when Brandon pulls his hammy, because it's going to happen, trying to run beyond his speed, I'll be his, you can tap me in. I'll be his substitute. You gonna have and you'll sit- watch a real pro work. <laughs> no, the real, the real challenge is uh, uh, T.O. You got uh, s- uh, security there. <laughs> I need security, bro. We too old to be fighting. I got too much on the line. <laughs> I forget that. He 50. I'm turning 40. I can't be out there fighting T.O. But I will man, if I have to. Oh my God. All right, tell that man no problems, bro. It's for the kids, man. All right, listen, guys. Um, Devonte Smith Softball.com. That's D E V O N T A S M I T H. For those who can't spell like myself, softball, S O F T B A L L.com. Make sure y'all go. we packing out uh, the Coca Cola Park. Ashley Nicole Moss is going to be on the mic. Brandon Marshall is going to win the MVP. She's not happy with me. I'm continuing to embarrass her. Bro, we love you. T- do the Italian thing. Tell him by. Tell him by in Italian. I you, will not. Tell him. I'm, I'm Did you know shock. she speaks Italian? I am in shock. Do you know yeah. she speaks Italian? Yes, we're friends. Friends have conversations. Sure, sure. I will not. Listen, bye, I, guys. I think she cursed me out in Italian one time. I ain't going to say nothing about it. We're gonna keep that <laughs> All right, bro. We love you, man. We'll see you soon. We'll be out there. Appreciate it. All right. Peace.